everybody. Thanks for starting off here with us on Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale. Good morning. Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. How are we doing today? We're doing great. We're doing great. Jen, how are you? Okay, so Jen's Pelicans are playing at Lakers tonight. And without Zion, they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs. So I think you should give her the three-and-a-half points so she can get her whatever it was, king cake no, back or beignets no. or whatever will, it was. She will get no king <laughs> cake, no jambalaya, no, no. etouffee, no boudet. Three she and a half. LeBron back. is expected to play, and I think you should give her the three and a half. Well, we're going to talk about it later. He might only play like 10 minutes. Oh, please. Then you, you know how I did what? He'll play 40 minutes. Then you see it. You hating. You hating yeah. right now. Um, <laughs> I'll make telling. my own jambalaya, gentlemen, yeah, but okay. I'll take some of that Club Shay Shay juice. <laughs> Okay. When my Pelicans win tonight. Okay, deal. Guys, let's start with this topic right here because LeBron James, yes, very interesting discussion. He's averaging over 36 minutes a game this year. That's seventh most in the NBA, according to a report from Dave McMenamin. Some in the Lakers organization. Guys, they're worried LeBron's playing too much. He's getting run into the ground. LeBron has that out, yes, the last three games. But Skip, as you mentioned, Darvin Ham says he expects LeBron to play tonight against my Pelicans. Oh, goody. Aren't I glad. Shannon, do you think the Lakers should reduce LeBron's minutes? How? Skip, he's playing 36 minutes, and they're losing. How do you play him less minutes and expect them to win? Skip, it's like, Granny, we should save more money. How, baby? We're already behind on the bills I got. Mm. How can I save when we're behind on the bills we got? So I got to pay to catch up. So what money are we going to save? Skip, you're what? What did you say? There's six games under 500? Mm -hmm. You're six games under 500. Yep. You're playing in 36 and a half minutes. Oh, LeBron, we need you to play like 30 minutes. And win what? Mm. You losing, and he's averaging 30 points, eight and a half a rebound, seven assists a game. Skip, he's playing these minutes because they're trying to win. Darvin Ham doesn't want to play him, but if the game goes to overtime and you've already played 36 minutes, Skip, you play the entire overtime, that puts you at 41. Yep. If you play 38, 39 minutes and you play an overtime or a double overtime, now you're getting into the 44, the 48, 49 minutes a game. Mm. You're trying to win because you're trying to get yourself in contention to be either be in the play-in or the playoffs. Mm. So he doesn't have a choice. You've given up so much ground that this is this is the 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 place that you're in currently, Skip. Mm. I don't but hold on, wait, wait a minute. What am I talking about? LeBron James is his schedule. So why are they mad at Darvin Ham? That was Skip told me. Skip told me that LeBron James checks in and out of the game when he wants to. Well, Shannon concurred. No, he could no, yeah. Shannon ain't concurred. Yes. No, Shannon didn't concur. Skip, it's really, it's really this simple. Is that had they be, been 10 games, 15 games over 500, and you playing him this many minutes, Skip, you're right. Absolutely. You got some wiggle room. Skip, I got no wiggle room. Mm. You know, kind of like my suit. I have to sit here like a statue. Mm. I ain't got no wiggle room. Mm. I, know the, <laughs> I know the feeling. Mm -hmm. So this is where they are, Skip. They've given up too much ground to begin mm -hmm. with. They have no wiggle room. LeBron is going to have to log these minutes mm. in order for them. And hell, you know what, Skip? You're playing in 36 and a half. You might have to go to 38 and a half to get yourself back in the game because you got 24 games left. You're probably going to need to go 16 and 8, 17 and 7 down the stretch mm. to give yourself a chance to make the play-in or playoffs. Mm. Okay, let's start with our premise here. This came from Dave McMenamin. He yes. covers the Lakers for ESPN. He's on a podcast with my friend Brian Windhorst, and he said, and I quote, some of the people I speak to around the team, let's put it that way, were like, 
what are we doing here, playing him 40 minutes again? We're going to run him into the ground. <sighs> okay. The point is that, that he has some sort of mysterious foot ailment that yeah. has been plaguing him for much of his great run since his birthday on. Correct. December 30th, he took off. And over that period of time, he played almost 38 minutes a game for those games up till he passed Kareem. Yeah, 37 points. Okay. All right, so there we go. Okay, 38 minutes a game, yes. rounding up. And the, the point was, I, I can't draw a bead on, I can't put a finger on exactly what's wrong with his foot because sometimes they say it's his ankle, but I don't think it's his ankle. It's his I, I think it's something inside foot. the foot yeah. or the arch or yeah. some, something yeah. is bothering him. Yeah. But it's, it's plaguing him. It's not really stopping him until he passed Kareem. Right. And then he stopped. Well, I have to believe that part of stopping after passing Kareem was just emotional, psychological. He was spent. He was hell-bent to pass Kareem as soon as possible. That's why he went on that spree, on that spurt, after he turned 38 years of age mm -hmm. on December 30th at Atlanta with his mom and his wife in the front row. And he played some of the best basketball offensively of his career yeah. over that stretch. Yeah. And because it, it meant so much to him to pass Kareem, he seemed to put all his eggs in, so to speak, that basket, along with a lot of basketballs in that basket. Correct. And he passed him, and then he was pretty well shot psychologically and emotionally and spent for the fourth quarter against Oklahoma City. And, of course, they lost that game at home. Took a little bit out of it, and, and Anthony Davis said, I had a hard time celebrating because I was pissed off we were losing to the Oklahoma City right. Thunder. And remember, Skip, in that game, he only played 34 minutes. Okay, because he, he really didn't play much in the fourth quarter because mm -hmm. he didn't start the he fourth quarter. He didn't start the fourth, and he and left with like two, he, three minutes left. He, in he the did fourth. pull himself out. And, right. and I do believe, look. I've said this for five years, seven years, whatever. Yeah, he manages his own minutes because he deserves to. Let, let's be honest about it. He has earned the right to, to take himself in and out of games because it's who he's LeBron freaking James. Right. He's the face of that franchise. He's the face of this league. And he is now the all-time greatest scorer. He knows his body way better than Darvin Ham does or you or I or anybody right. else. He knows what's happening. Right. Is it to a fault that he's going to play himself because his primary goal this season was to pass Kareem? Yeah, I, I, I do believe that. I believe deep down his primary goal was not about winning basketball games, although that's certainly a goal, but the primary goal was to pass Kareem. Let's give he was going to pass Kareem. Just based, just, if he had just done what he had done his entire career, he was going to pass Kareem. Now, would it have come this quickly? No. But we know he was going to pass Kareem, Skip, because we, we, we saw the way he had played. We, had saw, no, we saw no reason no. to believe that he wasn't going to pass Kareem, considering that he averaged 30 last year. All right. I got it. But grand scheme of things, age 38, mm -hmm. year 20, as Jen pointed out, he averages the seventh most minutes in the NBA. It's 36.4 to be exact. Yes. Although for him, 36.4 is it's not that minute. many. Low because minute. of all of his 20 seasons, that now ranks 15th out of 20th in average minutes per game. Right. 36.4. So you can't say you're out of control, LeBron. Right. No, you're actually down a little bit right. from what you were. Even last year, he was 37 a, a game. So he's, he's down a touch from tick. last year, mm -hmm. okay? Just a tick. 
All right. So I look at who's ahead of him. Siakam, I, I wouldn't have guessed Siakam this. Siakam played like 40 but, but minutes. He, he just does. But he's he's number one. And but he's Jay- like 27, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Right, he's 28. Okay. But Jason Tatum is second on the yeah. list. He's 24. Yeah. And Kyrie is next. He's he's getting yeah. up there. That surprised me a little bit. But right. he's playing high minutes. Van Vliet, play, the, the Toronto starters just play the whole yeah. game. Okay, that's just what they're – and they're not playing very well either. And then DeJounte Murray is up there. He's 26 years of age. Then – Sixth place is Luca in minutes played, 36.6, just a tick above LeBron. Well, Luca's 23 years of age. Yes. It, it feels like he's 33. <laughs> he, he, he carries himself more like he's 33 right. like, because he's played a lot of pro basketball. Right. But the point is, he's 23 and LeBron is 38, so right. he's 15 years younger, right. and he's in sixth place, and LeBron is in seventh place in minutes played. So you say, God, LeBron, it's, it's pretty crazy what, you, what you're doing. But it's actually just who he is. Right. And I do believe he targeted Kareem, and he accomplished that goal, and it was a great goal. It's like the all-time greatest goal to become the greatest scorer. And now the problem is, can you finish off this season by doing what you keep saying they will do, by taking off? Right. Well, now it's time to heave a big sigh of relief, regroup, refocus, recalibrate, and now here we go. We got some new pieces to our puzzle here. They got, I think, 10% better at yeah. the trade deadline. And it's time for LeBron to start actually playing with his new toys right. because he's, he's, he's got to figure out how to play with well, the new toys. Well, this is his last game before the break. Okay. If he misses tonight, Skip. But here's the thing. And by it, the way, to that point, I, I will be surprised if he does play tonight, even though Darvin really? Ham indicated he would. Well, it's because if, if, if you miss one more, then you get a 16-day He's going to play in the lake. He's going to play in the All-Star game. A bit. Yeah. I, I would think he would be a bit, but I would think he would save up to do that because as the face of the league yes. and the new greatest scorer in the history right. of the league, you have to play a few minutes in the All-Star and game. And I think they might honor him at the All-Star okay, game. Okay, I'm sure they will. Okay, wouldn't you want to save up for that? I, I don't know. It just seemed like this is on a silver platter for him to say, okay, what's I came. Silver, I, what's on a silver platter is what they did to us last week. We're going to get payback. Okay. We're going to get with retribution. The, with the Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, everybody's been doing it too. You got a lot of retribution uh, out there. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. And so we're so we going to have to play 36, 37, 38 minutes, okay. Skip. Because we're behind. Skip, it's not like we – I can see if we like – if we were 10 games over 500 and we say, you know what, LeBron? Hey, we're going to play you going into for – for the next 10 games, we're going to play you no more than 33 minutes, no matter what. But so, let, so, let, so let me get this right, Skip. Let's just say for the sake of argument, tonight, Darby, Ham has told LeBron, we're only going to play you 34 minutes. 34 minutes no matter what. Okay, with four minutes left in the ball game, the game tied. LeBron, you met your, you met your minute quota, so you up out of there. You think that's going to happen? No. I, I don't think <laughs> no. I don't think Darvin Ham, as strong as he is, I don't think he controls LeBron's minutes. I think LeBron does. It, it's, he wants to win. Okay, I got it. But for all the minutes that he has played, 36.4 yeah. per game, that has contributed to 26 and 32. Right. That is six games under 500. 26 so, and 32. So, they have led this league in underachieving this year. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with you. But let's just say we sw- we we wipe three minutes off that that total. What's their record? I, I don't even know if it helps. It, it depends when he plays and how he plays and how he impacts the scoreboard. Skip, look Not, at his numbers. Look okay. at look at what this plus minus is. Yep. Look at what they are when he's on the court and okay. look at when they're off the court. All right, I got it. But I'm going to say it again. Nine times this team, and to your point, that every game is close. I've never seen anything like it before. It doesn't matter. 
Great team, bad team, it doesn't matter. It will be a close game. Yeah. They play up to the level or down to the level of the opponent, Correct. and it will come down to the wire. Yes. Watch tonight. It will go down to the wire. Of course. That's, what, that's just, the way they play. That's the way they play. Nine times, I thought LeBron was in position to close games for them. And again, to your point, you, you can't close every one of them. But nine, he failed to close or somebody failed to close or whatever. As still the best passer in basketball, you just have to figure out how to maneuver it, get it in position, and Magic Johnson it. You, you just have to winning time it and figure out, out how to get it home. But here's the thing with assists. You only get assists if the guy makes the basket. They have to make the I can pick okay. the, the prettiest pass in the world. Right. But if the guy blow the layup or blow the open shot, there ain't nothing I can do about that. Okay, I got it. But you are mired in 13th place right now. You are two games back of the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Portland Trailblazers, who wiped you out one night. And then and last got night blown out by the at, Wizards. At home, by the Wizards. At home, they got blown out. Again, they were back-to-back, but they were at home. Yeah. And you can't do that. Yeah. That, that indicates you're really not that good. They're not. Because they made a flurry of threes. Yeah, when, they had, they made, when you make 23 or, four, <laughs> or 45 threes, okay. you're probably going to win the game, Skip. All right, so, uh, again, you're not going to catch Denver at the top, and you're probably not going to catch the Grizzlies in the second seed. Yeah, don't, the, look like we, don't look like we're going to catch uh, okay. Sacramento either. Okay, but Sacramento lost last night, so they are the three seed, and they are only six and a half games ahead of you. Well, I, I, again, mm. Is it pie in the sky to think you could catch them? Maybe not. We it's zeroed not in impossible. on the six seed. Okay. We got, well, we, it, we, that's the bullseye I, but, we got. But, but I've told you, this team has four seed written all over it because it's that good. It's LeBron James playing at the highest level we've ever seen a year 20 player play at. It's Anthony Davis when he is engaged. Uh, and I don't mean off the court. I mean on the court. Right. When, right. When, get, come on. He's, he's a top 10 player we on good. both ends of the floor, right? Yeah, we got and, good. And all your new pieces, D'Angelo, yep. right? Malik, and, Malik and, Beasley. Just keep shooting like you shoot, Malik. Well, Help he made, is on the way. He made five threes in the fourth quarter at mm-hmm. Portland the other night. And you know who leads the NBA and scored in the fourth quarter. Hmm. Really? You know who leads the NBA in games blown in the last five minutes? LeBron, the Lakers. LeBron the Lakers. Hey, see what you do? You see what you do now? Now it's blown. It's LeBron. 26, the Lakers. 26 and 32 is unfathomable to me. How, how can you with, with that much firepower? Hachimura, he's been a nice pickup. I got to tell you, he's pretty good, right? Yeah. Okay? So what's not to like? But he's not, Skip, he's not, he's not life-saving. He's not no. game-altering. Okay, but you got a little bit better. They went out, and, and I'm going to say it again, addition by subtraction. From this point forward, you don't have to worry about all of Russ's turnovers, and you don't have to worry about Pat Bev's antics. And by the way, on his podcast, I guess it was yesterday, yeah. he's saying, what was wrong with the Lakers? Well, it's not basketball, it's not basketball, it's not basketball. It's other SH. And I'm like, what other SH? Expand, please. Expound. Yeah, you can't can't open the door and not walk in. Let us in. What's going on? Okay. Well, he knows what's going on because he is high basketball IQ. So help us out. What's going on? I'm afraid Pat just didn't want to burn whatever bridge he's got left to another team in this league. Right? Right? Okay. Okay. So now I start looking at the schedule. So forget about tonight. Let's do the the break into the All-Star break. Coming out of the break, here's what you got. You got Golden State at home, and I don't know when Steph is going to be back because they say he's got a lower leg injury, and I have no idea how bad it is. Some people think it's really bad. Some people think he might be back after the break. So we'll have to wait and see on that. When? Okay. You, at Dallas. When? Are you sure about that? Yeah. Okay, because you're real. You're way sure than I am about Luca plus Kyrie equals victory, right? They, they, they're two, they're, I'm two better than their two. 
Okay. At Memphis. I'm going to be tough. They're going to want to get, they're gonna get back. Okay. At Oklahoma City. You would have laughed about this one, but I'm not laughing anymore. Yeah. They are going to be a tough out for well, you. We gonna get they them, love to play you. We're going to get them back just because Shea showed up with those red boots on last time he came to the crib. So, so he's going to get, get okay. back for that. All right. And then I, I could go down the rest of the schedule. But he, here's the, the good news. Right now, your closing schedule is ranked only 22nd toughest, or you could look at it as ninth easiest, however yeah. you want to look at it. But, but the point is you still have two Dallas games. You got two Memphis games, you got two Phoenix, and, and KD is gonna be, be, yeah. be ready to rock on those. Then you got two Oklahoma Cities, you got two Golden States, with or without Steph, not sure. You got two Minnesotas, and you got one more against that team in the basement at the crypt that we're gonna talk about in a few minutes. Clippers, Lakers, Lakers, Clippers. But you gotta deal with them one more and it's They gotta deal with us. It's your third to the last game. So you might be teetering on the brink we at that point. We ain't going to be point. teetering nothing. Okay. We're going to be we're gonna be smooth sailing. All right. So coming out of the break, you will have 23 games left. 23 games left. And I'm going to give you, because there, there's some easy ones in here. There's a Toronto. There's an at Houston. There's Orlando. There's two Chicago's. There's another one against Houston. There's we're gonna finish above two 500. Utah's. Two Utah's. I'm going right now. We're finishing okay. above 500 to make the playoffs. We're going to okay. be at least the sixth seed. Okay. So you've got to overcome a six-game deficit from 500. No problem. No problem whatsoever. Okay, so with 23 left, could you win 15 and go 15 Didn't and Didn't I just eight? tell you we're going 16 and 7? 16 and 7, says Shannon Sharp. 16 and I'll put two Ks of doing it right now. You know what? I, I would like to bet you, but I've been telling you all year, you should go 16 and 7. I, I think there are no more excuses. You got rid of Rush. You got rid of Pat Bev. What more do you want? You're, it, it, the decks are cleared. I want you to put two this cases is it. Of on it. That's what I want. Huh? I want you to put two cases of do okay, on Okay, well, I, I can't because I don't want to bet against myself because my instincts are that they're even better than you think they are. I think they should finish in the four seed. They no. should get on I don't all. think you think that. I think you want to have some. I think you want to try to needle me no. and say, see, LeBron James, Michael Jordan would never. This guy would never. Well, wait, did you just put Michael Jordan and LeBron James in the same sentence? First of all, LeB- yeah. Michael Jordan was not playing. In year 20. Uh. And he stopped at 15. Well, but when he stopped. He, <laughs> you, you he, saw, we he, saw he, when he, he stopped yeah. in Washington. Yeah. We saw those two years. No, but Let's not pretend they didn't happen. He, he stopped by making the, the game win. No, he shot didn't. He came back six. in place. He no, came back. That's called ceremonial. That is ceremonial, huh? Yeah. Well, he should have been the grand marshal of that parade. Yeah. Okay, but he did that just on a lark, just because he likes the owner of the Wizards. I, I don't that's know. That's all he did. I know Lark is a yeah. bird. I know she was an actress. Lark, uh, Lark boy. You remember Lark? She was on one of them, Saved by the Bell or one of those. Yeah. I think that's what she was on. I think her name was Lark something. I but anyway, Skip Bayless, yep. you try, yeah, I know what you're trying to do. What you try to do, and you, con- you constantly do this, you constantly say, oh, they're better than what, I, what you think they are. What you're trying to do is try to set me up. They're like, get on. It's like LeBron James, the great LeBron James, couldn't get his team in the playoff for the second consecutive year. That's what you're facing. That's nothing. Okay, that will tarnish your reputation well, and your image. If, two, if those two seasons in Washington didn't tarnish Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. missing the playoffs ain't going to tarnish LeBron James. He had taken three full years off out of principle because his coach got off. shoved out the door. Skip. He came back, back to be the GM coach and star player of the Wizards. And he was bad at all And they them. went 37 and 45 two straight years, it, and they did miss okay. the playoffs two straight years. Was, was 37 he, and 45. Okay. As the GM, he, was he good? You realize... 
37 and 45, you're, you're kind of on pace to be just about that kind of team right now. That's you what say, you look like. He came back as the coach. They won 37 games, so yep. that wasn't good. As the GM, we know the picks that he selected and the trades that he made wasn't good. Okay, he's it, proven to be the worst chooser of basketball players in the history of general managers. He is. He is that. I say it every time. I'm completely objective. He's also by far the greatest player who ever played this he game. He was. And he did he was not to mind. a kid was born in Akron, Ohio okay. on December no, 30th. He, he was so sure of himself that he didn't mind going ceremonial when he was a little out of shape at the end. He was 39 and 40 years of age. Nah, his last ain't no years. little. It's yeah. like being pregnant. Either mm-hmm. you are, ain't no, I'm, I'm a little pregnant. Okay. Either you are pregnant or you're not. So either you're in shape or you're out of shape. Ain't no little out of shape. Is LeBron in the greatest shape of any 20-year player we've LeBron ever James seen? LeBron James might be in as good a shape as anybody that ever played the game. Forget okay. what year. All right, so you just closed the case. He to go. Boy, they should be the fourth seed. When this is all said and done, they, you said 16 and 7. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go you one better. I think they should be 17 and 6 down the stretch. I'm, I'm predicting 17 and 6 I'm not for with you, LeBron you you freaking snake. James. <laughs> Whatever. <Yeah? laughs> with Anthony I'm Davis. I'm not fooling with you, Skip. You got it all. What, what more could you like? Been at in, it. In, in a Western Conference that is begging for somebody to take it over. You like Joker and I'm like Joker. If, if everybody, hold on, why, why are they begging to take it over? You got the Clippers. Huh? The Clippers should take it over. Hey, last night, <laughs> last night in the third quarter, the Clippers looked like the best team in basketball. No, they didn't. Not in the West, in basketball. Did you see old Giannis and Holiday? Yeah. Did you see what they did? Yeah, Giannis had a bad game last yeah, night. Yeah. I was disappointed. 38-13 is bad. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. I want to have one of those if I was an NBA player. Missing eight free throws is sort of LeBron-esque. Whatever. Right? And then Middleton, they ain't even got Middleton back. At huh. some point in time, Middleton's going to get healthy the next no, three No, he played. Two. I mean, he, he don't look like himself, yeah. though. All right. All right. Well, Drew Holiday is a is a superstar, <laughs> a superstar yeah. on both ends. I wouldn't go superstar, yeah, but no, I think he, he is. He's, a, he's an unsung superstar. That's no, he is. He, he's a star. Yeah. I okay. love me some Drew Holiday. Guys, back to tonight's matchup. A lot of question marks. Not only LeBron, Mo Bamba, will he make his Lakers debut? And for the Pelicans, C.J. McCollum also <laughs> battling an ankle injury. All right. <clears throat> Coming up next on Undisputed. How comparable, gentlemen, do you think the start of Patrick Mahomes' career is to Tom Brady's? Blasphemy. Let's discuss. It is on your part. Did the Chiefs or Eagles win the Twitter battle yesterday? It got crazy. <laughs> We're going to show you coming up next. When it comes to travel, We all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure, my boys, my ride or dies, my crew, 
ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. You know, it's really interesting. The first five starting seasons for both Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, they match up really evenly. Both players reached three Super Bowls. Brady won three, Mahomes won two. Mahomes, though, has two regular season MVPs, and at this point in Brady's career, he had yet to win his first. Mahomes also has the edge in wins, passing yards, and touchdowns. Shannon, is Patrick Mahomes on his way to surpassing Tom Brady as the GOAT quarterback? I don't know if he'll surpass him, but I do know he's ahead of the curve. I know no player, no quarterback, whatever you want to label it. And I've heard a lot of people talking about what Troy Aikman had three in this many years and Terry Bradshaw had this many. How many regular season MVPs did any one of those players have? Joe Montana didn't get an MVP until year 11. 89 and 90. People don't, people don't remember, Skip. Joe came into the league in 1979. Mm. He won his first MVP in 89, his second one in 1990. Tom Brady didn't win an MVP until year 7 and year 11. Patrick Mahomes, both guys were in their 30s when they won their first MVP. Patrick Mahomes has won two MVPs and he's 27. Tom Brady won uh, 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 his first two Super Bowls. Tom Brady wasn't the MVP in both of those. Deion Branch was the MVP in the second one. In his first two Super Bowls, Skip Terry Bradshaw was not the MVP. Franco Harris, Lynn Swan. He won the MVP in the last two Super Bowls. So when you look at the curve, two regular season MVPs, two Super Bowl MVPs, led the league in passing twice, two 5,000-yard passing seasons, two first-team All-Pro, which a lot of these guys had never been an All-Pro at that point in time in their career. How can you say somebody had a comparable career to start than what Patrick Mahomes is doing currently? So to say will he pass him, I don't know. But I do know he's ahead of the curve. No player has two, uh, had two Super Bowls and two MVPs at the age of 27 in mm. the first six seasons. Mm. No player had led the league in passing twice, two 5,000-yard seasons. The wins, the comfort behind Skip. And we look at uh, – and you like going second-level stats. So when you look at combined EPA, expected points added on defense and special teams over the first three Super Bowls, Tom Brady teams ranked second. Mm. Patrick Mahomes' team is ranked 27th. Tom Brady, in his first six seasons, he threw passes of 25 yards or more 144 times. Patrick Mahomes has thrown 243 passes. Mm. Come on. So he's ahead of the curve in which Tom Brady was on, in which he became legendary, in which he became iconic. Whatever status you want to use, gold, goldish. Patrick Mahomes is ahead of that curve, Skip. By any metric you use, Patrick Mahomes is ahead of the curve of the historically great players. Now, here's the thing, Skip. All the players that we talk about, Bradshaw, our colleague here, he can't add anything else. Montana, he can't add anything else. And Brady can't, well, we can't, shouldn't say it. We'll see. But as of currently, he can't add anymore. So you believe Patrick Mahomes is going to stay at the number of MVPs, the number of All-Pros, the number of this, the number of that, 
or do you believe he'll add? Mm. So with that being said, I think through first six seasons, I don't think anybody is comparable when you look at the totality. Now, if you just say Super Bowls, sure. Uh, uh, I think Aikman had three through his first six seasons. He came in in 89. So, yeah, he, he had six. He had three. Uh, you look at Bradshaw, I think Bradshaw through his first six. I think he came in 70. So he had, he had two. But nobody, Skip, when you factor in regular season with the accomplishments in the regular season and the accomplishments in the Super Bowls, nobody's had a start like Patrick Mahomes mm. has. Yeah, just a week ago, you scoffed at the notion. You shot down any idea of Patrick Mahomes ever eclipsing Tom Brady because you basically said it's not even a fair fight. But it's not even fair to project. Hold on. But we let Jordan become the GOAT, and he doesn't have the most rings. He doesn't have the most MVPs. So why is it that's the standard for Patrick Mahomes? Does Jordan have the most regular season MVP, or is that Kareem? Does he have the most titles, or is that Russell? Is that any of the great Celtics that played from Havlicek to Sam Jones to Bill Russell? Mm -hmm. So if we use that metric, if we say Jordan is the GOAT without the most regular season MVPs, the most uh, 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 titles, why must Patrick Mahomes surpass Tom mm -hmm. Brady in order to be greater than Okay, obviously, we always say about Michael Jeffrey Jordan that the era he played in, the competition was much tougher and keener than Bill Russell's competition in his era. Well, well, if that's the case, the guys that, that played in the 70s and 80s can say, well, Tom Brady played in the era where the quarterback was protected so heavily, he was allowed to do things that we didn't get afforded the opportunity to do. So are we using that? I haven't heard people say that. We're, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady basically crossing over in the same era, so they, they got to play by the same rules, yes, right? Yes. So it was a fair fight between those two. Oh, we think so? Yes, okay. that's what we think. Now, about. hold on now. We also, we don't have any allegations of impropriety, of someone getting an unfair advantage. So what does Spygate play into that? So if we're going to use that argument of Barry Barnes and say he was tainted and yada, 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 or the deflated and, and look, the deflate gate, it is what it is. We'll never know. Was it? Was it not? I don't know. But I'm saying there is a level of allegation swirling around. One of them is factual. The other is circumstantial. So what does that weigh in at? Okay, remember, on the night in question, the AFC Championship game against the Indianapolis Colts, Colts when they were supposedly busted for using <laughs> underinflated footballs, right? Right. What happened at halftime? They, they had to have they properly inflated, right? And in the second half, go look at the numbers Brady put up with a properly inflated right. football. Go look at what he did to Seattle in that Super Bowl in the fourth quarter with a properly inflated football. It had nothing to do with the inflation of the football. But I'm saying, Skip, just because you can – I've known people to do things inside of trading – get busted and then come back and do it the right way and make a ton of money. So to say, well, he made a ton of money legit doesn't mean that he didn't make some money in an ill-gotten means. Just because Tom Brady had footballs that was properly inflated and played substantially, played greater than he did with the underinflated football, that doesn't mean they weren't underinflated. Mm. That just means he's great and he played well with the properly regulated footballs. Okay, now it's my turn. Go ahead. This whole argument is complete blasphemy. I, I truly fear we're going to get struck by lightning coming down through the roof of Tell of me why studio. through six seasons. Tell me why through six seasons. I don't why the care about six seasons. But that's what they are. No, the, the point is Chad Henney might have won an MVP in Andy Reid's offense. No, you, he yeah. just might have. Every time he played, he just lit it up. He played no. against Jacksonville. He, lit it. he went 98 yards. Stop. And I'm saying, let him have a whole season. He could win an MVP. Stop. I'm starting because 
once again, everybody's being prisoner of one little moment on Sunday night. You got and, six years of moments. Okay, I, I don't care about the regular season. I care about when the money does get pushed to the middle yeah, of the table. Not regular season doesn't matter. Okay, well, it, it just doesn't matter that much because Tom Brady played in an offense that was run-based for the first five or six years because, of his Gil, career. Because, you know why? Because Tom Brady wasn't the player that he later became. You had to play. You play. Coach Belichick did a great thing. He catered a system that catered to what Tom Brady did really well. Yes, Tom Brady is a great quarterback, Skip, but Tom Brady wasn't what Patrick Mahomes is out of the gate. Hmm. Well, Tom Brady was a six-round pick that even Bill Belichick didn't see coming, and it took Bill a long time. It took him five years to say, wait a second. I should actually cater to him instead of my running game. So, we, we should start throwing the ball, and by the time we got to 2007, you know what happened. Can I ask you a question? So if you believe if Tom Brady had thrown the ball all over the yard in that first Super Bowl, they beat the Rams? Well, I mean, he, it was his first year of starting, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and so I, I just watched Jalen Hurts in his first year of starting playing the Super Bowl, and he played No, it was his second year okay. of starting. Well, I mean, in his first, his first year of actually getting to start, yeah. So okay, go ahead. Okay, but, okay, I got you. But, but the, the, is his first Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so he, here's what I know about Patrick Mahomes. Going into Sunday night, Patrick Mahomes had played in two previous Super Bowls. He had thrown a grand total of two touchdown passes in those two Super Bowls, against four interceptions. He was two touchdowns to four interceptions. And I kept saying, man, you're really overrating what he's done in the first two Super Bowls because in the very first one, which came in his, what, second year of starting? I guess it would have yes. been his second year of starting, but it was his first Super Bowl. He actually played very poorly until about three and a half quarters were gone in the game. True. Because late in the third quarter, they're down 20 to 10. He throws a pathetic interception. Then Early in the fourth quarter, he doubles right down, throws an even worse interception, and they're still down 20 to 10. And Jimmy G, as in gag, could not capitalize on either of those interceptions. Jimmy G had the game in his hands, and he literally handed it back to Kansas right. City by in the fourth quarter going 3 of 11 for 36 yards with an interception and badly missed an Emmanuel Sanders who was running free at the goal line with a minute and a half left. Maybe Patrick could have come back from that. But, but again, we might be having a different conversation. Patrick was very fortunate to win the first so Super Skip, Bowl. Skip, how many times have we seen quarterbacks hand the, hand the game right back to Tom Brady? And we never did that. We've seen Tom Brady play bad. And as long as he plays good when it matters most and they win, we keep kudos. The from behind. Think about how bad he played against the Saints, but mm -hmm. it didn't matter because he played good in the end. Think about how bad he played against the Rams, but it didn't matter because he played good in the end. He now, did. you use that against Patrick Mahomes. You said because he played bad early, everything that he did to come from behind in the 10-point win is disqualified because he put him in that situation. Well, what about Brady? Brady put them behind the eight ball against the Rams. He put them behind the eight well, ball against them. behind the eight ball. It was just a, it was a close, low-scoring game. Skip, they were behind two scores. They were behind two scores. Which, which game? The, the Rams this year. No, the, oh, Rams, the Rams this, this year. year. I thought you meant in the Super No, no, Bowl. I'm just saying. Oh. So what I'm saying, and, and plus the 10-point game, uh, and, and uh, they came back against Seattle. Tom threw a pick. Tom was playing okay, but bad. Okay, that was this year. He's 45 years old. Okay, I, I got it. No, I'm talking about the Super Bowl against okay. the Rams, the league right. to the okay, You keep going back and forth no, between but, this no, year. No, but, I'm okay. saying, no right. but what I'm saying yeah. is that when Tom Brady comes back, mm -hmm. we give him credit for coming back. You don't want Tom to get the ball. You better go ahead and put him away. Well, when, Tom, when Patrick Mahomes does the same thing, mm -hmm. you hold that against him. Okay. They were down 10 to the Legion of Boom, and he came back and threw for 124 yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter of that game to bring them back from 10 down. Okay. Now let's go to Patrick's second Super Bowl, speaking of Tom Brady, because 
Patrick just flat out stunk from start to finish, and he wound up with no touchdowns and two picks, and he lost 31-9 to to Tom Brady. Yes. And he played way worse in that Super Bowl than Brady played in any of his 10 Super Bowls. Brady never played a, a bad Super Bowl. There, you, you can't show me one where you say, that was just, he just had a bad day, and that one, he went 10 straight Skip. good days. Skip, the man, the man threw for 5,000 yards. The man had, had, had the number one scoring offense in the history of the NFL at the time and mustered 14 points. Against the, the Giants. Giants. Okay, but what did he do? With, with three minutes left, he starts, it was four minutes left, he starts to drive. He goes 80 yards for a touchdown, hits Randy Moss for six yards. It's what he always does. He, he won his first six Super Bowls with game-winning drives in the fourth quarter in overtime. He drives them down, and they go ahead 14 to 10. Yeah, it was a really good defense, but he did what he always did. But, Skip, think about what you just said. He did what he always does, rally his team, and puts them ahead. Patrick Mahomes did that in the Super Bowl against the 49ers, but you hold it against him. You said he played bad. He did what Tom did. He, unlike Tom, he won the game. Tom didn't win the game. Patrick did, but you're using that against him. I know, but Patrick tried to throw it to the 49ers twice. He gave it to him and gave it to him and said, beat me. Here, here, beat me. We're down 10. Make it 17. Okay, what, and if it goes to 17, you're not going to come back. Okay, but let me ask you this. Okay, Tom against the Falcons. Did he not throw that game away? Did he not play bad the first half? Yeah. And then in the fourth quarter in overtime, he See, threw for 246. Skip. Okay, Patrick okay. Mahomes in the second half was 13 or 14. Okay, thank you for bringing that up. So they are down, uh, what was it at halftime? 10. 10. They're down 10 at halftime. 24 14. Okay, so in the second half, he goes 13 of 14 for a grand total of 93 yards. He went from stunt pass dazzling in, in his pre, in many of his, pre, his, super, uh, his MVP years, he went to dink and dunk. He went to what we talked about last week in Phoenix. I told you he needs to play more boring football, and you couldn't sort of comprehend I said, he's got to be boring. This was as boring a half of football as he's ever played in his career. He just took what the defense gave him. Yeah. Bink, 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 bink. I'll just take a little of that and a little of that. His two touchdown passes were four and five yards. Both of them completely busted coverage right. because they did reverse motion, yeah. where they would go in motion and go, go back, yeah. and, no, and the Eagles are just lost, like, yeah. Really? You but, guys do that? But, Skip, if you look at him this year, Skip, mm-hmm. he lost the most dangerous receiver in, in football maybe ever. Okay. And so now the, 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 the situation where him throwing 50 and 60-yard touchdown passes aren't there because they don't have a guy with Tyreek's spe- speed okay. and capabilities. All right. Yet, would you believe that Kansas City in the second half ran for 115 yards? That was what did, did in the, the Eagles. They're, they're just pounding them with, with Pacheco. I told you Pacheco would be the best running yeah. back on the field. Why, why was he, he that? He just yeah. ran angry all over because them. Because why was that? Because the defense was predicated on stopping Patrick Mahomes. So you're running into a light box. And okay. so Andy Reid saw that, says, okay, let's run them. Let's make them get, drop that safety down. And now we're going to have okay. some windows to work one-on-one. Okay. And the biggest play of the second half to me is a 65-yard punt return, the longest in Super Bowl history, that set up first and goal at the five. Uh, uh, you want to talk about a gift touchdown. Okay, you're benefiting from that. It's not all Patrick. If I look at, would you believe that in Brady's first nine Super Bowls, in the fourth quarter alone, in the first nine, he averaged 100 yards passing. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Patrick in the whole second half had 93 total yards in the third and fourth quarters. Brady, in his first nine, averaged 100 yards just in the fourth quarters alone. Okay, can I ask you, what about this here? You do realize in Brady's first Super Bowl, he got a pick six from Ty Law, right? 
okay? Yep. The biggest play in that come-from-behind win against Seattle, mm-hmm. it wasn't those touchdowns. It wasn't that 140 yards. What was it? It was a Malcolm Butler INT at the two-yard line. So well, I, what, I could argue against that because it, it takes 124 yards passing and two touchdowns against the Legion of Boone. So let me ask you a question. If Malcolm Butler doesn't make that play, yeah, that was does, the final does, play. Does, does, does New England win that game if Malcolm Butler doesn't make that play? No. No, they do not. Does New England have any hope if Brady doesn't throw a party on the Legion of Boom uh, in the fourth quarter down you, 10? Let me ask you a question. Does, does the Kansas City Chiefs have any hope? of winning Super Bowl against the 49ers or winning that Super Bowl against mm-hmm. the Eagles yep. if Patrick Mahomes is not Patrick Mahomes okay. in the fourth quarter. Okay, I got you. But here, just real quick, here's some fourth quarter totals, passing totals from Tom Brady in Super Bowls. Carolina, 136 in the fourth. Seattle, 124 in the fourth. Atlanta, 196 in the fourth. Philly, the game they lost, 101 in the fourth when he was thrown for a playoff record, 505. Yes, but skill. Brady could have won all 10 of his Super Bowls. He did his part to win, to go 10 and 0 in Super Bowls. But Skip, here's the thing though. But when you talk about it, they didn't run the ball. It was throw, throw, throw. How many yards did they run for? That's did uh, um, because remember in the fourth quarter it was a run by Williams that broke the game open against against the 49ers in their first Super Bowl win. Remember Williams went over 100 yards. Mm-hmm. You thought he should have been the MVP. Mm-hmm, I did. Pacheco and McKinnon in the fourth quarter running the football. So it wasn't just all passes like it is for Brady in those situations. Okay, and don't get me started on the game-ending phantom holding call that got called that that took Jalen out of the, skip, the running skip, to have skip. the football back. You and, I both, you and I both know this. We've been around the game. You covered the game a lot longer than I have. There was going to be controversy regardless because if they don't throw the flag, what's going to be controversial? They didn't throw a flag when it was an obvious hole. They throw the flag and they say they shouldn't have thrown the flag. So there there was no way of getting around the controversy. It was going to be controversy one way or the other. Mm. It all depends on which side of the controversy you're on that's going to work in your favor. I even saw former Super Bowl MVP Julian Edelman yesterday saying that that should not have been called. Matt, Skip, we done seen, we done saw, we saw Chris Jones hit Tom Brady in the shoulder pass. And what did they call, Skip? Blow to the head and the man ain't touch his head. Mm. So don't get me so the, the Patriots have reaped benefits from call. The Patriots should never call. They got a dynasty started because of a bull job call. That's a they fact. should never. No New England Patriots should ever say anything about somebody got the benefit of the doubt because of a call. They should. Mm. <laughs> mm. The dynasty would have just started the next. No, year. it wasn't. Yes, we, it would we, we won't. We won't ever know. Mm. But I know they should. The, the New England Patriots are called. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, don't say anything, Skip. Mm. Well, I thoroughly look forward to this debate between Brady versus Mahomes being the goat raging for many years to come. Yes. All right, guys. Speaking of thoroughly entertaining, man, I couldn't take my eyes off this situation yesterday. I was cracking up. Juju Smith-Schuster posted a Valentine's card yesterday. Take a look. It's got Eagles cornerback James Bradbury on it, and it reads, I'll hold you when it really matters. (laughs) A.J. Brown, surprise, surprise, didn't take that kindly to Juju taking a jab at his teammate. He responded on Twitter with, quote, first off, congratulations, y'all deserve it. This is lame. You were on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal. TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was. But again, congratulations. <laughs> Shannon, I love this. Whose side are you on? Skip, you just told me to the victor go to spoils. Mm. That's the way it is. Juju. Skip, I can understand. And he's absolutely right. Everything that A.J. Brown said is true. 
He probably was on his way out the league. He goes to, he goes to uh, um, Kansas City and plays with Patrick Mahomes, and he has a little revival of his career. Mm-hmm. Never what it was in his first three years when he had been an A.B. there. He's not going to be that, but he played good. Skip, he had seven catches. Four of them went for first downs. And he might have had the biggest penalty in, 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 in Super Bowl history. Mm. He caused that. Juju did do that no matter what you think of him as a player currently, Skip. He did have four first down on seven catches, and he drew the biggest penalty maybe in Super Bowl history. Maybe. That's a fact. And he gets the right to gloat. Skip, how many times have we seen Eli Apple? They lighten up cigars. They beat Buffalo. He talked about how he clamped a, a, a cheetah down, Tyreek Hill, last year when they beat him in the championship game. Skip, that's just the way it is. It's always been like that, you know, in pro sports. Mm-hmm. If I beat you, I reserve the right to talk. I'm going to talk regardless, but I get to talk a little bit louder, and people listen to me a little bit more when I win. I remember we beat the Steelers, Skip, in the championship game, uh, 97 championship in 3 Rivers. They wanted to fight after the game. They, oh, no, 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 we're not fighting. Mm-hmm. You had 60 minutes to fight. We at Denver, we don't fight after hours. Get your butt off this field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stand to me in the parking lot. I say, well, y'all will be gone by the time we get out of here because we about to celebrate for the next two hours in your state. They were seething. But that's just what happens when I win. You had an opportunity to shut me up. You didn't. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a, whatever I want. Hey, if I was Juju, I'd have came with some more stuff. I'd have kept it coming. Because mm-hmm. guess what? There's nothing AJ can say. There's nothing else the Eagles can do. Skip, we can play again next year in the Super Bowl, and you win. You can't take back this victory I got this year. No. You, if we play y'all in the, reg- in the preseason. You can't stop what has already been done. We play you in the regular season. Yeah. It does not matter. So – I get A.J. defending his teammate. He did what he should have did. Said some good things. Out <laughs> loud, TikTok boy. I'm laughing. But at the end of the day, the person that laughs the loudest is the person that's laughing last. And who's laughing last? Mm. That's Juju. Mm. I don't think Juju should be laughing at all. Why? <sighs> the, the, the first issue I have is that he's gloating about a play that that was a terrible call to me. It was not a and, terrible and, call, and, and that, That's what offends me the most about this because our man Greg Olson, live on Fox, immediately said, wrong call. Your man LeBron James sitting up in a box <laughs> at the stadium immediately tweeted, wrong call. I just told you Julian Edelman yesterday, wrong call. It, th- there's a a campaign. There, there's a rising tide of wrong call. But Skip, here's the thing, though. They're not saying it was the wrong call. They're just saying in that moment. So it was a penalty. So in the first quarter, I got no problem with y'all calling that. If it's in the second quarter, I got no problem. If it's the third quarter, if it's early fourth quarter, the only problem, Skip, I went back and listened to it. The problem that uh, uh, Greg Olson had was the moment in the game because he said it's a game-changing play. I think the same thing with LeBron. I think Jules is saying the exact same thing. But I say this, my counter to that argument. A penalty is a penalty, whether it happens 30 seconds into the game or the finest 30 seconds of the ball game. Okay. They were indicating in that context that. But it wasn't a game-changing. It was a game-deciding call. It ended the game. Yes. And it was so offensive to me because Jalen Hurts, to me, outplayed Patrick Mahomes from start to finish. Jalen, unfortunately, had one unforced error that I still cannot fathom. He just, in the middle of the second quarter, lost the handle on the football, unforced. Wasn't stripped. He just changed hands and lost his grip and got a terribly bad bounce because double jeopardy, it bounced right to Bolton on the the Mm -hmm. run. where It's almost like you hit him with a pass right in his hands. 
and he scoop and scored you. Yep. And it was a 14-point swing because it felt like Jalen was on the move to put them up 21 to seven. But if he gets home, I I don't know. I could we Patrick could definitely have back? a tip. we could know. definitely be talking about a different story. Now. We we could be. So it, it offends me that Juju would go out of the way to to mock. James Bradbury on, on a call that I did not think should have been made in the first quarter or the fourth quarter because he touches him in the front, but I don't see a fistful of jersey. I don't see a grab. Maybe I'm missing it. Maybe we don't have exactly the view, but it just looked like he touched him, and then he put his hand on the back of his hip as he turned. But he did not physically turn him. He didn't redirect him. He didn't impede him. I, I just don't see it. I, let, I know I know when, when, when Juju tried to jerk back, he gets he get he his mo he his motion pulls him back. Something happened. Now I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a ghost out there because I heard the U.S. government has keep shooting down the UFOs I, over the I, last three I to know. four days. I, I don't see it. I, I just don't see it. Now, I know Bradbury stood right up after the game and took the highest road and took all the blame, and it was noble on his part it's because it, it felt like he thought, okay, they threw the flag, so I should accept all the penalty no. myself. Skip, this is what we know about. Guys, I mean, I love guys that accept their responsibility and accountability. I do not believe James Bradbury would have stood up there and said, yeah, I held him if he didn't hold him. He said, I didn't hold him. He said, I don't agree with the call. I, dis I vehemently disagree with the call. He said, I, t I tugged his jersey. I was hoping that they didn't see it. He, he didn't say tug, though. He didn't use what, that what'd he word. What did he say? He, he just said, I held him. That's all. Okay. I held him. Okay. I held. That's but, what he said. But he also said what? I, ho I was wish hoping they didn't call it. Yeah, that's what he said. And and that closed the case for you and a lot of others who thought it was. Well, no, what closed it for me is when the guy threw the penalty and Carl Shepard stood up after the game. He said, what we saw was a guy that tried to motion, tried to option away from the defender. The defender grabbed him to proceed to, uh, uh, to, uh, to hinder his motion, and the guy threw the flag. The back judge was standing right there. The guy that threw the flag on him, he had the best seat in the house. I don't see hindered motion. And, and what made it worse, what, what added insult to injury, injured pride on my part was that Patrick for the first time in the whole game he had he had flawless protection sweat got loose on him and was was bearing down on him and he was basically just throwing it away he had to throw it before he wanted to and he threw it 15 yards over Juju's head but here's the thing though skip he was go if he don't if he don't hold him he's going to throw it to him on the whip right right away it was because he got hell and Juju turned up the field that he overthrew him. Yeah, but I thought Juju turned without being impeded at all. No. I thought he ran his route just the way he was going to run his no. route. You, you see how those guys, you see how those guys option away when nobody's impeding them, when nobody's grabbing them? You see how Sky Moore did it? You see how Kadarius Tony did it? <laughs> they're, they're just untouched. You they're see? Unguarded. That, well, you don't, I mean, you don't touch the, the guy. It's a complete bur bust by the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. Vic Fangio, I don't know what it is. So now you're putting on Vic Fangio. I don't know. They said he... He mentored them. He, he advised them. I, I don't know what happened. Okay, so here's the point. So Juju is gloating on, was this on IG, I guess, that he posted? I don't know. It was Twitter. It was Twitter. Okay. Twitter, yeah. Yeah, all right. And yet, I'm on AJ's side because I love the way he responded. Yes, because I it, do too. It's, it's very difficult to pick the right tone, but you have to start off with, he as he did, first him. off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. I love that. And then he just skewers him. He body bags him to me. He, he went too lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. This is beautiful. Yes. This is like, yes. you just stick the knife in him, yeah. right? Yes. Okay, I, I love that because that's the way to do it. And, and then end up by saying, 
But congratulations again. Yes. Because you did win, and to your point, to the victor go the spoil. Exactly. Okay. And you just say, you know what? I am TikTok boy. So when <laughs> I'm in my Corvette, Corvette, I got the Super Bowl trophy in the seat beside me. Okay. In the seat belt on. Uh, yeah, but hey, look. If if it had been Jamar Chase who benefited from a holding call and he wanted to do this to James Bradbury, I'd say, okay, you're Jamar Chase. If it had been Justin Jefferson, if it had been CeeDee yeah. Lamb, if you'd been anybody okay. of any magnitude, of any qualification, I'd say, you're good. But not Juju. They're, you're not good. Skip, think about it. Look at Eli Apple. He talks more I, I'm, I'm with you on Eli Apple. <laughs> I, I don't have any use for it. And he was the weakest link in, in yes! the Cincinnati secondary he, that I liked. But – there have been very few. Uh, myself, I talked a bunch. Johnny Rambler talked a okay, bunch. Okay, but you just you backed yeah, it up. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you, you had, but you a lot had, of times, but you had already earned the right to talk. Yes. Juju <laughs> did not earn the right. He, he busted in Pittsburgh. They basically said enough of you right. because he was TikToking before games <laughs> out on the logo. He was. It, it, it was. But skill, it was weak. Skill. It was lame. How many times? And this is something that women can attest to. Mm -hmm. It's always the guy that's in the passenger seat that's doing the holler, not the guy or the guy in the back seat. Not the guy that owns the car that's actually driving. It's, hey, Shaw, I'll let your boy. You in the passenger seat. It ain't even your car. Are you in the back seat? What you talking about? Mm -hmm. I want to talk to the driver. I want to talk to the guy that's driving the car. Because more times than not, eight times out of ten, is his car. You ride with him. You put your in on gas money. No. So why you hollering? So Juju's like, okay, I get it. He's not Jamar Chase. He's not Justin Jefferson. Mm -hmm. He's not a top 15 receiver. No. But Skip, at the end of the day, his ring gonna look the side. He gonna look the same as Patrick Mahomes. Now Patrick Mahomes' ring gonna have the MVP on it. Yeah. That's the only difference. Everything else, when they go to Jason's up Beverly Hills and get those big old rings, they gotta be bigger than what the Rams. Cause I don't know if you ever seen the Rams on Skip. I have. <laughs> I, I just believe, and and I don't dislike Juju. We had him on the yeah, show. Yeah, I don't dislike him either. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't Skip, I didn't like all that TikTok and no, all that no, foolishness no. going on. Y'all losing games, and you TikTok and talking about Corvette, Corvette. And true. you done ran out of gas because you definitely not the same player that you were the first three years <laughs> when you had A.B. on the outside of you. No, you were not. I just believe that, that Juju Smith-Schuster last night felt a little ashamed by what he had done. I know he fired back again and stood his ground and all that. Good, oh, did good he? for you. Yeah, he, he kept firing. But that's yeah, fine. That's to. fine. You, you got to. Yeah. I just felt deep down that he felt he had been gotten. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. You can't make me feel bad. Mm -hmm. Hey, nothing you can say to make me feel bad about winning this trophy. And I played well. Skip, I can see if I didn't play well. I can you see did. if I had drops. No, I got four. I had four first downs on seven catches, and I drew one of the biggest penalties in Super Bowl history. Mm -hmm. You said it was game altering penalty. Game ending. Game ending. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. He did that. Mm -hmm. He did that. No, not, not that he was trying. No, he, no. At the snap, he didn't say, "I'm going to get a flag." No, he said, "I was going to catch this rock." <laughs> oh, James Bradbury. Now, what he yeah. said he was going to do? Oh, excuse James Bradbury, the fourth. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, one of them held. I don't know if it was the first one, the second one, the third one, or the fourth one, but one of them tugged Juju's jersey, and the official threw the flag. He said, I don't know which Bradbury it was, mm. but one of you held, and you're going to cost yourself team a five-yard penalty and a first down. It could have been the fifth, the sixth, <laughs> or the seventh Bradbury, and I don't see any fifth yeah, know, jersey. No, you, you need glasses. Yeah. I can, you, you tell me, you get, you, aren't you going to get LASIKs again? No, I, I got not? it. I'm, I can see clearly. No, not the way. I, you I, can't. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you get. I'm going to get you and Ernestine a new TV, a 5K yeah. for your anniversary. They're going to have to do the 30 for 30 on this phantom penalty. Man, go ahead. Yeah, I did the other thing. Oh, what if I told you? Yeah. What if I told you? What if I told you? that the Eagles got robbed in the Super Bowl. <laughs>
Well, guys, they might have been runner-ups, but their mm. coordinators were certainly in the sights of other teams in need of head coaches. Uh, please explain. How are those Philly coordinators going to fare as head coaches? Let's debate up next on Undisputed. Mm. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. Althea Gibson was an American tennis player and professional golfer and one of the first black athletes to cross the color line of international tennis. In 1956, she became the first black player to win a Grand Slam title. Altogether, she won 11 Grand Slam tournaments, five singles titles, five doubles titles, and one mixed doubles title. She was inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame and the International Women's Sports Hall of Fame. She was also the first black player to compete on the women's professional golf tour. Gibson was a woman of many talents, an athlete, writer, vocalist, sports commentator, and was very involved in social issues and community activities. She is considered one of the most significant athletic forces among black women in sports history. A quote from Althea Gibson, the loser is always a part of the problem. The winner is always a part of the answer. The loser always has an excuse, the winner always has a program. The loser says it may be possible, but it's difficult. The winner says it may be difficult, but it's possible. Thanks, Joy. A big congratulations to both of the Eagles coordinators. They both got hired as head coaches this week. Defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon. He is now head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Meanwhile, offensive coordinator Shane Steichen, he is now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Skip, let's start with you on this one. What's your reaction to these hires? Shannon Sharp. <laughs> when I heard yesterday that Jonathan Gannon had been named head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, I just shook my head. Mm-hmm. A lot of people did. I hurt for Eric Bieniemy, but more important, I hurt for Steve Wilkes. Obviously, Arizona wanted to go defense because with Cliff Kingsbury, they were all offense all right. the time. Afterthought was defense. So let's go get the best defensive coordinator out there. Wait a second. The Eagles were way overrated on defense. I kept telling you going into the game, 
Wait, the, the Eagles' defense gave up 40 points at Dallas to Dak Prescott mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. 40 points. And in the second half, they blew a 10-point lead, and that they got toyed with by Andy Reid. They right. just got toyed with. They, they looked they looked ill-prepared. Mm-hmm. They, they looked poorly coached in the mm-hmm. second half on defense. Steve Wilkes was, for one year, the head coach of the Arizona what? Cardinals, and they let him go. What are you doing? And then you just saw what he did at Carolina. They went on the best role of any team all year. Right. They, they had the best resurrection of right. any team under Steve Wilkes, and they did not retain him as the head coach. Nope. And guess where he went? Your man Kyle Shanahan, with probably a little advice from his father, said, Steve Wilkes? We could because we just lost a really good coordinator because he's gonna be the head coach down in Houston. Right. But let's go get Steve Wilkes. Yep. Watch what Steve Wilkes does with the 49ers defense next year. It will be hellacious great. It, yes. it will be the best defense. I know the, the pieces are there. Right. But watch what he does. He'll take it up even a little right. higher level Those, as they get more experience. But you know what, Skip? Those same pieces were there in Dallas. And you see what Dan Quinn did with them yeah. as opposed to the previous? That's a very good point. So, look, the, the pipeline is leaking here. The system is broken on how this league identifies the next head coach candidate because – I'm looking at Jonathan Gannon. So he played at Louisville. He was a pretty good high school player, but he got hurt. And, and then Bobby Petrino was there. So Bobby gets the job in Atlanta. Didn't last very mm-hmm. long. And he took Jonathan Gannon with him as a quality control coach. Well, you know what quality control is. You're a gopher. You, you get donuts and coffee. coffee and you, and, bag, you run up. Play, you, 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 you make sure to, uh, uh, you get the, uh, the, the play card yes. uh, you, you, laminated. A lot of, a lot of copying. Play, you copy them. Right, yeah. Okay, you're doing all the yes, above. You're yeah. doing a lot of the, the grunt work. Yes, okay? yes. So he's quality control, and he's there, and then Petrino's gone, and he's kind of out of football for a year, and then he gets hired as a scout with the Rams, and he was a scout for a while with the Titans, and he keeps bouncing around, and he's always quality control. He was still quality control. He was the assistant DB coach in Minnesota, and quality control all the way up to 2017. That wasn't that long ago. He's still doing quality control in Minnesota as the assistant defensive backs coach. Yeah. And then he goes to Indy, and for a couple of years, he was also the defensive backs coach. And Frank Reich recommends him to Philly, obviously. And so they hire him. So for two years, he was the defensive coordinator in Philadelphia. And he proved exactly what. What did he do to qualify to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals? Well, I always tell you, with all these coordinators – there's nothing that they really do that equates to what it well, requires to, to, uh, to run the whole football team. You said, what did he do? Well, he was born to parents that had less okay, melanin in their skin than Steve Wilkes, okay, Raheem cool. Morris. And Raheem sitting out there. And by the way, for those who have forgotten, once upon a time, it was back, uh, what was it, like 2006 or seven. He, he, he was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, yeah. and they had a 10-6 and six year. Yes. And then there was something, some issues internally. I don't know what happened, but I always liked him as a head coach. And, and I would give him a shot what, as a defensive-minded head coach. What, what about the job that he did last year in taking the Rams? He actually won the Super Bowl. He won the Super Skip, Bowl. Think about this here. Jonathan Gannon yep. was not on the, uh, uh, the Cardinals' radar until he interviewed on Monday and got the job Monday evening. Now, how is that going to go over with, how is that going to go over with Kyler Murray? Now, Kyler Murray, now you're going to have to come up with somebody with a system that fits a five, nine and a half, five, ten quarterback that's coming off an ACL injury. Yep. It's clear to me that Jonathan Gannon just hit it off with Michael Bidwell. That's what happened. You go out to eat and you, you start talking. You have a lot in common. And, you, and Michael Bidwell starts saying, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. I, I could, I, I'd like to hang with this yeah. guy, right? Yeah. I'd like to have dinner with this guy every Friday night or whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? Yes. That's how you get hired. But, but there's nothing that a lot of coordinators do 
to to earn the right to be named a head coach. What about Leslie Frazier? Frazier? Mm-hmm. Look at yep. the job that he's done in Buffalo yep. the last two, three years. Yep. But see, the problem that I have, Skip, when black coaches are hot, they rarely get a chance to get a job. D'Amico Ryan's with the exception this year. But look at what Jonathan Gannon, one year, boom, got a job. Steichen, goop, got a job. Yeah. Byron Leftwich was hot last year. When Byron Leftwich, the team won the Super Bowl, he ain't getting no interviews. No. The next year, uh, uh, they make the playoffs. Uh, he turned down the job. That's on him. It was. He got an opportunity. He turned down the job. Raheem Morris, hottest fish grease. Look at that defense last year, Skip. Woo. Ain't got no job. Jonathan Gavin had two years. A lot of people believe the Eagles' defense was overrated. <laughs> it sure looked overrated in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it just God, did. You led the league in sacks, and you came close to sacking Patrick Mahomes like once. You tripped once, him up. Like once. Yeah. So, that, that, Skip, I, I just, I, it's just frustrating. And, Skip, look. You and I are one of the few shows that we take it every time that we get an opportunity, we talk about it. But sometimes, Skip, it's falling on deaf ears. They're going to hire who they want. This man, Skip, the man did not get interviewed till Monday. And they, he got the job on Monday afternoon. Normally they say, you know what, we interviewed him. He's going to get called back for a second interview. Or he's going to get called back for a third interview. This man hit, so do you tell me this man hit it out the park with one interview? One. Apparently. Man, this is embarrassing. And his credentials are what exactly? Help me out. They are what? It's, just, it's that no matter what, it's never going to be good enough. It's never going to be well. Raheem Morris, well, you know, we, well, you know, but, you know, look at what he has. He has Aaron Donald. Hell, Bill Belichick got a job, head coach job. He had LT. He had the greatest defensive player. He did. That didn't hold him back. Yep. How many guys have gotten jobs that coach Tom Brady? Ain't nobody know that he coached Tom Brady. We find out later it's more Tom Brady than your play calling. Mm-hmm. How many guys got jobs because of Brent Favre? Mm. The every, Skip, everybody in Green Bay that was a coordinator or receiver coach got a job. They did. Every last one of them. Yeah. It's just like the defensive guys that got jobs at Baltimore because of Ray Lewis. Mm. Okay, you're going to have great players. You like to have great players. The more of them you have, the better your chances are. But it seems like that they use – oh, well, Raheem, how good is he? He does have Aaron Donald now. Mm. Oh, well, how good is uh, uh, Byron Leffert? He does have Tom Brady. Well, you ain't asked that about Charlie Weiss. Mm. You ain't asked that about Bill O'Brien. No, you, you didn't, didn't ask that. You didn't ask that about Josh McDaniels. You did not. Because all I know is that when they got places and they didn't have Tom, <sighs> how they look. Help me out here. Raheem Morris, would he not have a better shot at connecting with Kyler? Because the head coach needs to reconnect yeah, with absolutely, him, right? absolutely. Would he not have a better shot? Yeah. Because Raheem's... He, he, he has a real charisma level to him. Have you been around yes, him at all? Okay. I know him a little bit. He, he's, he's got a cool factor mm-hmm. to him. I just know that, that his ability to communicate with that quarterback, even though he's a defensive guy, you need to have a connection with that Absolutely. quarterback. Absolutely. That's, that's the most important. That's, yeah. that's the marriage. That's, that's the husband and wife or whatever you want to do. That's the relationship. That, that that's the it. most important. Skip, they said that Kyler Murray would have a say. And hiring of the next head coach. Ain't no way in hell they ran this by Kyler Murray. A defensive-minded guy <laughs> with an offense. With, with a, with a, I mean, that's, that's laughable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He better have a say in, in who the coordinator yeah. is. Because the coordinator is going to be now everything to everything. this franchise. Yes. It's, it's going to come down to who, who do you pick. Because you better let Kyler bless that. Yes. You're going to have a problem. I don't have no problem with Steichen getting a head coach, yeah. head coaching job, Skip. You look at what he's done. Now, we, like you said, we don't know what type of guy. We never know. I mean, a lot of coordinators get jobs and they fail. They're better at coordinators than head coach. Um, but 
You look at the job that he did uh, for two years, but Byron Leftwich did a job just as good I, for two I years. Agree. I there, agree. But it's just it's frustrating. We 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 not get. Yeah, but but Shane Steichen, I hear from people around the league that that they like him. They think he's got a, a little bit of of mental charisma where they like some of the things that right. he has created yes. for Jalen. He, yes. he built yes. an offense that really worked for yes. Jalen. Now, yes. Jalen took it up five right. levels. But, well, you, I'm looking at the Colts offense. They were 30th in scoring, yep. 17 points a game, 27th in QBR, under 37, 30th in yards per play. Well, you better get a quarterback. I, ain't none of them got – you prove your, uh, uh, Matt Ryan, it's over for him. Uh, the guy that they got in Texas, he came – he can't play dead in a, in a, in a horror movie. Davis Mills. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 oh, the, the one sorry. at the, the, the Colts. He's from the uh, University of Texas. Oh, 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 Erling, uh, Ellinger. Ellinger, yes, yes Sam yes. Ellinger. Mm-hmm. He couldn't play dead in a horror movie. No. They, they, so what you going to do? You better get your quarterback. And you better develop a scheme. That, not develop a scheme. What did he do? What mm-hmm. does this quarterback do well mm-hmm. and develop a scheme around that? Not your scheme. So yep. I'll give him credit. He put Jalen Hurts in a great situation. And Jalen Hurts came out here to L.A., worked with Tom House, and his arms surpassed his legs. It did. But. It has to. This situation in Arizona. Yep. They could miss me all the way with all of that. Just dumbfounding. What are you thinking? Good. If they don't win, if they don't win 10 games in the next four years, mm. I'm not sure that's here. Mm. Let's go 49ers. Let's go Rams. Who else in that division? Seattle? Yeah, 49ers. the brakes off them. Watch what the 49ers do Good. in Arizona. Good. I'm sorry, Kyler, but uh, <clears throat> it is a very tough division, that's for sure, gentlemen. We'll wait to see a few more of these holes get filled in across the NFL in the next few days. All right, let's get back to the association. Skip, we got to talk about your Clippers and Shannon's Lakers. Let's. Who's going to end up with the more successful season, guys? Let's predict. Coming up next. All-Star break is this weekend. Final games tonight. The Clippers, fifth in the West with a 32-28 and record. The Lakers, meanwhile, ooh, all the way down there at 13th, 26-32. and Shannon, who ends this season with the better record? I love basketball better play. Huh? Does your pettiness, your bull jive know no level? Huh. We halfway through the season. Yeah, now you way got, more than halfway. Yeah, okay, then. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you want to know, well, who finishes with the better record? Who okay, ever? and? It doesn't matter. Oh, it uh, doesn't if, matter. If you don't win the championship. Huh. Y'all ain't hanging no well, banner. Well, you're constantly disparaging the team in the basement. Yes. Okay, so. And they ain't going to hang a banner this year. Okay. You sure about that? I'm positive. You better be sure. You want to put some dew on it? Yeah. I, I'll, I'll put dew on the Clippers go farther than the Lakers do. No, 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 no. It yeah. doesn't matter go farther. Why not? It, because if you don't finish the race, what you, difference does it make? You got LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Let me ask you a question. And we got old kinky we running, a, we running a marathon. Yeah. I go out in mile three. You go out in mile 20. Mm. What have you done? You didn't finish the race either. So all you did was run longer for nothing. You inflicted more pain on your body than I did. I ran 10 and I never walked a step. So That's all you I did? finished all 10. See, I'd have finished. I'd have been, been up there with the Kenyans. Would you? Yeah, I'd have been right there behind them. They'd have finished like two hours and 10 minutes. I'd have been two hours and 20. Unfortunately, you weigh more than five <laughs> Kenyans put together. That's true. Yep. I, ain't run, I ain't running one mile. Mm. With these hips, I can't finish mm. 100 yards. <laughs> Skip, look. Yeah, you got us down. Y'all in a very, fa- a very favorable position. Mm. 
Uh, you guys had it going last night. Kawhi was 12 of 17. Norman Powell, Norman Powell was 10 of 17. Uh, Terrence Mann was 7 of 10. Paul George, 6 of 12. Zubox, 5 of 9. I mean, you guys look good. Mm. You look really good. Don't matter. And? Don't matter. Everybody yeah. look good. Huh. Until you have to put the shove the chip to the table. Because <laughs> okay. I know what y'all going to do. Really? You do it all the time. Huh. You well, do it all the time. Well, again, the Clippers right now are the fifth seed. And, yeah. and you, you said you guys are going to wind up the three seed. Uh, who? I didn't say no three seed. Not yeah, us. You did? No, I said the six seed. Oh, the six, six seed. But six. you said you're going to go on this run of 16 and seven. Yes. Pull us. All we right? need to skip. All we need to do is get into the tournament. Huh. Don't need to get to the tournament. I just want to get into the finals. The finals, which means the finals eight. That's all I need to be in. It's a race. Just give me a lane on the track. Mm. I'll do the rest. Mm. Give me a lane. Get Go James a lane on the track and watch him. Okay, so you should push all your chips to the middle that the Lakers will go farther in the postseason than the Clippers. I don't care about that. Because no. the Clippers are, are one and done, see, so, right? See, see, y'all hang banners. Christmas Day champs, oh. almost advanced to the second round champs, mm. uh, had a 3-1 lead champs. Mm. We hang championship banners, mm -hmm. 17 of them. Mm. We don't hang Pacific Division champs. We don't hang uh, Western Conference Finals champs. Mm. We don't do that. Mm. But the one you just hung, the most recent one, has a big old asterisk on the bottom of it. It's up there. You can see it up in the rafters. It's got a big asterisk. It says bubblicious. Only thing, bubblicious. Let me tell you what y'all hang. The only thing y'all hang are bed sheets mm. to cover our banners. That's what y'all hang. Mm. Y'all hang bed sheets okay. to hang to cover the 17 that when you look up what you see. Yep. And when you walk in the building out front, what you see? Lakers, Kareem, mm. Shaq, Kobe, Magic. Okay. Well, I'll do either bet. I'll, I'll do better record at the end of the season, Clippers or Lakers. I'll take Clippers just to finish with a better record. Or I'll take Clippers going farther in the playoffs. I know. I don't do further because mm. it ain't about further. Really? It's about winning. Oh, well, that's well, you, kind of, I, no, no, no. they go hand in hand. No, they don't. Yeah. Winning the title. Mm. I told you we win titles. Mm. We hang banners for winning titles. Okay. Are you going to win one this year? Y'all won't either. Mm. I, I'm not sure about that. I, they, they look well, like the best team in basketball. Put some on it. I, I'm not going to put do on that. Why? Well, because I, I need a reciprocal bet on I, your I, part. I gave you a, a, a reciprocal bet on Sunday. Yeah. You chose yeah, five and five cases. I did. And I got robbed. I got robbed. I can't help it. I can't, no I, I can't no keep rob. a ref from reaching in his pocket and throwing yellow. Well, can you can you keep Brad Bear hands in his pockets? Mm, he didn't. He had them in his pocket. No, he didn't have them in Juju's pocket. <laughs> he he, he held a man. You know, I, I'm looking at this Clipper team. Is there, man, a, is there a deeper team in basketball you, than you this got, team? Hey, I, Norman, I don't know. Norman Powell's been on fire hey, lately. Listen, all of a sudden, I think I have three stars. I don't have two stars. I got three. I got Norman Powell coming off the bench, and I think he has seized the lead, maybe from Russell Westbrook, as sixth man of the year. He's yeah. averaging 17 off the bench. He had 24 last night. He comes in and just lights it up, and he looks like he's an all-star. He, he got a green light. He got, a, he got a green got a green Because he come, he come in fire. Hey, hey, hand down, man down, because he letting it go. Transition, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. And when you least expect to skip, he'll put the ball on the floor and punch on you. Mm. He's making 42% of his three-point shots. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard last night made seven of nine threes. That was a career high. But he's shooting 39% from the year. So, obviously, he's a oh, creaky-kneed Kawhi. Yeah. But, but yeah. If, if if they feel pretty good come the more May and June, better look out. The more orthopedic. Yeah. Well, they're again, they're that, saving him and saving him. LeBron's going hell-bent to pass Kareem. And all of a sudden, he's got foot problems. Skip. And they've been skip. saving Kawhi. Think, think about how many. Kawhi. 
Kawhi missed all of last year, mm-hmm. rested. Remember, he took the whole season off in San Antonio his last year. Mm-hmm. He's been ma- load managing, resting 25 games his whole damn career. Then he he's should be ready. He should be. Yep, he is should be. ready. He should be. Yep, they're at the height of their powers. He and PG that and man, Skip, that Norman man, Powell. That man got 10,000 points. Mm. The, man been in the, league, the man been in the league 10 years and got 10,000 points. Mm. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Well, I'm going to be ashamed of you when your Lakers are shamefully going to just crawl into the shadows when the year ends. The, then the I, I'm not even sure the Lakers are going to make the playoffs. Okay, well, but, but put, put do on that. I'm just I didn't sure. think so. Yeah. Now, you did a lot of talking. Now, see, I noticed what you're saying. I'm not so sure they're going to make the playoffs. When I'm I tell you to put sure. some do on each other. Well, they should, except I, I'm starting to think that LeBron's whole mission in life was to pass Kareem, and once he passed... He's resting on his laurels. And I think he's ready to sort of. So, so, that man, so that man said, you know what, I'm coming into the NBA. Skip, nobody thought that man was going to pass Kareem. Nope, nobody did. I think LeBron had no idea. As of course he said, not. it was surreal. It, it was. Right. Yeah, because he's a below average shooter and he passed Kareem as the all time leading scorer. How do you do that? Easy. You play longer nope. at a higher level. Okay. Yep. You, you, see, you, 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 you see, you see, you, you try to sneak that last part in. You play a long time at a high level. Yeah. How many guys can say that? Well, what have I said from the start? Greatest driver of the basketball there's ever been. Best basket attacker I've ever seen. And he thrived on that because that's what propelled him past Kareem. What propelled him past Kareem is that he did it better longer than anybody has. Mm. Nobody does it better. Mm. Okay. Except for the Clippers. And the, the Clippers are clearly better. They're clearly deeper. I was a little hesitant about because I, I'm a big Reggie Jackson fan. I like Luke Kennard, and they had to give up both of them. But they added Eric Gordon, who actually has become the point guard of the second unit, and he can shoot. Yes. And Bones Highland, I got to see my first little burst of him last night. He has supreme quickness. I think he's a Jerry West special. Jerry said, this kid is going to flourish yeah. under Ty Lue. Uh, and, and, you know, they got, they got Mason Plumley, guy that can he, he can, you know, bang the boards. I mean, Skip, they got, they got a deep team. They can shoot the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really have a whole lot of inside presence. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're tenacious. They're, they're, they're a really good defensive team, sometimes, when they want to. Uh, late in the ball game, they'll really have to. But that they got guys correct. that can defend. Paul George, when he summons it up, when he needs to. Kawhi, when he needs to. So, uh, yeah, they're a deep team. They can cause some problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think... In the West, nobody's afraid of anybody. Mm-mm. There are no behemoths. There's like, oh, my God, I don't want to see them in the first round, second round, or anytime. You know, we try to avoid them as long as we possibly can. Yep. There's but only I- one move this team could make that would knock me right off the driver's seat of the bandwagon, and that would be adding Russell Westbrook. If they add Russell Westbrook, I'm out. Nope. I'm out. You in. I'm out. You in. You were out when the- they added Russell Westbrook. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, don't, right? All I'm saying is this. We're going to go 16 and 7. Yep. Get into the playoffs, somebody's going to be in a heap of trouble. Okay. Are the Clippers going to be in a heap of trouble? If we see you. I got 10 cases right now. The Clippers go farther than the Lakers. No, nah, well, do I, I got 10 cases. I'm going to put 20 on it if we yeah. meet in the playoffs. Uh. That's what I do okay. for you. 20 cases. Okay, let's if, do if that. If we meet in the playoffs. All right, you know what? I, I'm good with that. Let's. It, it, this is a contingent bet upon them meeting. If they do, we got 20 cases. Yeah. You know what Goat did last time he saw him, right? Uh-uh. In the bubble, remember what he did to Kawhi? Locked him down. Paul George passed the ball to Paul George. Locked him down. And hit the game that. winning shot. You do remember I that. I don't remember They barely that. got a shot off. LeBron was re- twitching off on everybody. Yeah. I got it. I got him, too. Mm. I got him, too. The Clippers have owned LeBron. Not the bubble. Not, no, 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 Skip. Yeah. Y'all had a 3-1 lead. That's mm. all I know. 
As uh, Jared Dudley, my friend, said, them boys didn't want to be in that bubble. They, they did gotta, not. What they, they got to do with that? Out. What they got? We, we, yeah. and, we, and guess what? And the Nuggets helped you. Mm. The Nuggets helped you get Remember home to Paul your family. George in the bubble, he just he just I, cratered. Hey, hey, we helped you. Mm. You said you wanted to go home. There were some things that you needed to take care of. <laughs> yeah. We they gave, just wanted out. We gave you, we, you know, okay. back when I, I noticed when we, when we had school, we had to go get permission slips to go to the bathroom or go get something. Yep. We gave you permission slips to let you go on home. Okay. And you <laughs> stayed and you were the last team standing and you got to beat. We won. You got to beat Ain't the no, fifth seed from the East, the upstart Miami Heat. Had, had, the fifth seed. Had you played. And, and Miami lost its best two players for in game one. They lost both of them. And get Dragic and Bam, gone. That is not the best two players. Jimmy well, Butler was the best player. Uh, but Jim, uh, Goran Dragic had been their leading scorer up to that point, and he couldn't play in the whole finals. Well, guess what? Had you beaten the Nuggets, who knows? Yeah. You'd have got lo- you'd have lost to us. But y'all could have played the Heat if you'd have done yeah. what you're supposed to. That is correct. But you didn't. We didn't. That's not our will. Yeah. You will what? We will beat the Lakers if we face them, and we will go farther than the Lakers, and you know it, and I know it. I know nothing. The The team who's going to be in the basement is the Lakers. I know going. nothing. Yep. The new king of L.A. is the guy in New Balance. What? New Balance. Yep. Well, he's the chief orthopedic <laughs> at Curlin Job. I mean, yeah. what? So what did Dr. Elatron think about balance. that? New Balance. There's a new king in New Balance. Never happens. Yep. yep. You know that. I do. What are the commercials? Mm-hmm. What happened to those commercials? Well, we'll just wait until the postseason starts. You, you'll get bombarded. Mm-mm. Yep. We don't do commercials. That's beneath us. Oh, you don't? Well, nobody will buy your sneakers. Yo, don't do that, Skip. <laughs> we don't do that. You know you know what we do with sneak day. <laughs> we got uh, new, Has New Balance given him a lifetime deal? Because that's what Nike did to us. <laughs> yeah. Gave us a lifetime deal. A billy. Mm. Made us a billy go. <laughs> Yet, you demand... The maximum salary? Exactly. Why would you do Exactly. The you should help your team. Guess what? Yep. Denzel de- demand the maximum when he make a movie. Mm. He don't say, hey, y'all, I'm going to save something for the co-star. Mm. That is what he does. He there, take max. no salary cap. Well, ain't no salary cap in basketball. <laughs> yes, LeBron say, ain't no salary cap on my money. Oh. It might be a salary cap on your team, but ain't no cap on my money. And now he's looking down. Make the money saying, right. We are top heavy as. He ain't say what. nothing. He ain't yep. say nothing. He said, I got something from old stinking Pelicans tonight. That's <laughs> okay. what he said. I don't think he's going to play tonight. I think he's going to play. Yeah, and I think he's going to play off. well. <laughs> Bring okay, it, Shannon. We are ready. The yep. Pelicans are ready. Okay, are. you ready. Guys, the last <laughs> third of this season is going to be so interesting, I think, because so many Western Conference teams got better at the trade deadline. It's going to be a race to the very end. Coming up, Jalen Hurts, gentlemen, is he in line next for a major payday, speaking of money? Let's dive in on the other side of this break. Jalen Hurts was runner-up in the MVP voting, but hey, he's expected to get a huge extension from the Eagles when his rookie deal is up. When asked about that extension, Hertz said, quote, the thing that I'm most focused on is winning. The only thing I care about is winning and ultimately winning championships. So there will be a day where the conversation can be had, but today is not that day. Shannon, what do Jalen's comments tell you? Nothing. He's saying all the right things that should be commended, but stop it, Jalen. I mean, come on now. 
The Eagles and the, the Eagles and Jalen Hurst representatives have already been talking. The framework is already in play, place, Skip. Howie, Howie Roseman. Jeffrey Lurie said money is not going to be the issue. He says Jalen Hurst is everything we want and need in a quarterback. We love the way he conducts himself on and off the field. Money will not be the issue. So basically, $50 million. They're going to, you know, how they'll, they'll get creative, Skip. Give them a big signing bonus, 100, 150, probably $150 million signing bonus. They're going to get creative with the framework of it, Skip, so they can try to reload and get back. Stay, stay in it. Stay as uh, long as you got Jalen Hurts, a great quarterback. You got a chance. You just need to add some pieces. They got some decisions to make. They got some guys on the defensive side of the football, Skip, that's getting a little older. Mm. Do you bring those guys back? at a reduced rate, or do you just move on, try to get some new, fresh blood in there, Skip? But I, I don't take anything out of this because I already Jalen Hurts knows that he got great representative. I think he has an all-female team, Skip, that's representing me. I think he's the first guy that has a, a, a female lead uh, to be commended. Congratulations to you, Jalen, on that, giving that young lady an opportunity. But, Skip, he's going to be somewhere. He'll be north of $45 million a year. Aaron Rodgers, 50 million. Russell Wilson, 48. Kyler, 46. Deshaun, 46. Pat Mahomes, 45 over 10 years. Jalen Hurts is going to be somewhere 50, 48 to 50 million dollars a year, maybe 50 million, 100,000. But this deal, the framework of this deal, has already been ironed out, Skip. Mm. Now, how much do we give up front? How do we get creative to make sure we can get some more pieces so we'll be right back in this situation again, mm. which is competing for a Super Bowl? But I don't take anything away from that. Okay. You, you talk about Jalen Hurts like he's like all the rest of them. Deep down, it's all about the money. No, 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 Skip. Skip. For him to say, oh, we, Skip, they've already had the conversation. What are we sitting here talking about? Like, so you don't, so in other words, I want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly because I, I, for a second, my, 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 my piece glitched. Mm. Are you saying that Jalen Hurts' team and the Eagles have had no conversation? Well, I don't know. How do you know for sure? I mean, you're just guessing, right? Skip. Well, I mean, you haven't been told they've been in deep, heavy talks, right? Skip, the owner said money is not going to be the issue. For this notion that Jalen Hurts and his representatives have not made contact with the Eagles is just not true, and you know it. Well, I don't know that they wouldn't do it now. Now that it's over, now that the Super Skip, Bowl Skip, they passed. already had conversations. Now he's entering into his fifth-year option year, right? Fourth year. Um, but but this this will be his yeah, yeah. Like, right? This right. will be his. You don't have – the right. uh, second-rounders don't have options. They don't have an option, okay? So the point is that this is everything I love about this young man because he said the right thing, and I believe he's going to show you the right thing because I will bet you – when this deal finally gets publicized, when we get to see what the numbers are, I, I will bet you they will be right there with Mahomes' numbers because the harder I looked at Mahomes' numbers, the worse they got for the player because it was team-friendly. Yes. It's a whole lot of money, but it's spread way out. Yes. So he is taken care of. Could he have gouged them for a lot sure. more? He could have. I he could have got fifty. He could have got fifty million when he did the deal. Skip. Absolutely, could have. So will will Jalen take less than he should up front? I believe he will. I believe that Jalen's heart and soul priority is to win Super Bowls plural, and I believe he is committed, body and soul, to doing that at the highest level he can for as long as he can. I believe he's made of all the right stuff. I believe he is built the right way. They are so blessed to have him. 
as the clear face of their franchise right. and leader that they will take yeah. care of them. It's it's almost like it, it, it's it's already a done deal in everybody's head. It just it's a matter of how do you space it out right. and how team friendly do you make it so that their cap allows them to build better around Jalen. Yeah, I don't want people to get the wrong impression that I'm saying Jalen is selfish and yada, yada, yada. But I don't believe this is a Jonathan Gannon situation. I don't believe when they first start talking, that'll be the first time they've started talking. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. So I believe the representative and the team has already been in communications about, okay, yeah, so what are you, what are you looking at? This is kind of where, yeah. the, kind of where we're kind of headed, what we were like, yes, Jalen. Jalen going to make this as, as doable for you guys, but Jalen wants to be taken care of. I think Jalen has shown you through his hard work and his leadership what he's made of. Yep. So that's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm saying the first time that they talk will not be the first time that they talk. That's okay. all I'm saying. All right. This is what I know for a fact. He is scheduled next year to make a grand total with bonuses of $4.8 million. So he's He's under five million scheduled for next year. Well, he was under five. He was underpaid this year because he was a starter. Okay. First of all, a starting quarterback all right. should not be. So just his just caliber. to remind everybody, Aaron Rodgers is scheduled to make a little more than fifty million. Your man in Denver, Russell Wilson, is forty nine. What are a few others? You got Kyler at forty six now. Mm-hmm. You got Deshaun at forty six. That's mm-hmm. completely guaranteed two thirty total. You got Mahomes at 45, right? But it's it's a whole lot of money spread out over a whole right. lot of years. Yeah. My man Dak Prescott. He took Jerry to the cleaners, then he took him to the bank, and he gouged him for 75 million guaranteed yeah. up front in the first year of that deal. Right. This year it's it's down like what he gets. It's 36 this year, this year but he already got 75 right. of the salary cap to right. start with. Right. So the point was. This is why, to me, Jalen's more valuable than Dak going forward because Dak didn't want team-friendly. He wanted player-friendly, and he pushed and he pushed and he but, pushed but until the, he finally broke Jared. But here's the thing. While Jalen says, I'll work with you, mm-hmm. Jalen has another year on his contract. Yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah. Dak didn't have no more years okay, on his contract. Well, he did for a while, and you could have done it, as you Thank said, you. up front. So, so now, so I guarantee you, mm-hmm. make Jalen play this contract out like the Ravens did uh, uh, Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. and see if he'll give you a team-friendly deal. Yeah, okay. You made Dak play it out. And then you franchised him. So you made him go through the go through the uh, navigate shark infested waters. Why? And then you say, well, hey, Jalen, I mean, uh, hey, Dak, can you yeah. hey, cut your boy a discount? No. Okay. No. Why did they make him play it all the way out to the bitter end? Because they did not trust him. They did not buy completely into Dak Prescott. Jerry and Stephen Jones weren't sure about Dak. And I think they're less sure today than they even were at that point. And guess what you had to do? And because you're less sure, you paid him. A, you paid him probably another fifty million dollars more did. than you wanted to you because you were unsure. Because you pushed and you pushed and you pushed, and then you blinked at the end. You tried to play that that game of chicken, and at the very end, you could have gone another you direction. Could, you could do what the Raiders do: release him and go with Cooper Wait, Rush. Okay, you could have, or you. I I kept pushing. Brady was on the market. I'm talking. I'm going back three years yes. now to where he he had been pushed out the back door in New England. Well, he's out there, and I said. Okay, let's let's try Tom Brady for a couple of years, and you're you're just going to have to let him go. Just let him hit the market and see what happens. You know good and well. You know Tom a little bit. You know people around him. You know Jerry Jones a lot of bit. I don't know him exactly, but I yeah. Go ahead. So what's the likelihood of Tom Brady and Jerry Jones' relationship working? 
Not good. I would agree with you because Jerry wants to be the face <laughs> of the franchise, and he and, doesn't want the GOAT at quarterback. And right? Tom Brady's going to be the face of the franchise. Okay. But, but my point was, show me a better plan B than that one. That's what I would do if I ran the franchise, but it's not what Jerry's going to do. No. So, so now, but you have to be okay with giving up credit. You have to be, be okay with, with someone else getting the, uh, the lion's share of the credit. That's not what Jerry won't. Why the hell you think he shoved Jimmy out the door? He got tired of Jimmy getting all the credit. He did. Even though he pulls over the street, he, he got the Charles Haley deal. He signed up, uh, and he signed up on some of these deals. He did. But it was Jerry, Jerry, I mean, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. He got tired of that. Well, he got tired of Jimmy shaming him internally. You know, we, we didn't give him any credit and wouldn't pay him enough respect internally in front of the assistant right. coaches or the front office people. Nobody knew that but the people behind the scenes. That is but correct. what you read in the paper yeah. is that Jimmy Johnson that built this into a powerhouse. He turned this into a dynasty. Yep. And Jerry is far forward to see that. Uh. What do you mean, Jimmy? Mm. You know I'm the brain. I did this. It's my team. I, it's my money. So? Okay. So now the Eagles have Jalen Hurts, yeah. and I'm stuck with Dak Prescott. Uh, That's what happened. And you kept pounding your side of the table. Pay the man! Yeah, you got to pay the man. And I'm like, pay him what? What he worth? Whatever it is. You know, whatever the market well, will bear. Well, Skip, right? look at what the Eagles did. And you know, you can say, well, the Eagles made a mistake. But they got in front of the situation early. The, the Rams did the same thing. Now, these guys were on the first year, uh, uh, were first and second pick in the draft. They got huge signing bonuses. They did. You can't ask Dak who was a fourth-round pick that didn't make the money to yep. give you a deal when you make him play the tire contract out, Skip. Yeah, well, you're correct. If, if you know in your heart of hearts, we picked him in the fourth round, he's homegrown, we're just going to go forward with yes! him. Yes! Okay, damn the torpedoes. We're, right. we're just going to do right. this. Well, then you should have done it three years ago and gotten it at the early market value, which would have been... Around $30, 32000000 million. Around what he's worth, right? Yeah. And, and again... Jalen's worth whatever he wants to be worth. Yeah. I'm sure they will take care of him, but I also think that, that he is built the way Mahomes is built. That's the, the one thing I love the most about Patrick Mahomes is with my friend Lee Steinberg, that they just said, okay, l- let's space this thing out. Let's make it where we can challenge Tom Brady. L- let's, let's, right. let's do a deal that would allow us to win seven Super Bowls. Right. That's what that deal is. But here's the thing, what they did with him – after the third year, yeah. you still he still had two more years plus two years of franchise tag. So theoretically, they didn't have to do anything for four years. Patrick Mahomes said, "Y'all gonna give me some fresh new money?" Mm-hmm. And all like, I I know it's not, I could get fifty million dollars a year. I could say, hey, "I need two hundred million fully guaranteed." Yeah, and he'd have been about right, Skip, to get it. That is true. But he says, "No, hey." This is plenty of money for me because I need Chris Jones. I need you to go he get O'Brien exactly and left tackle. Oh, you want to get? I'm gonna need you to go get Joe Tooney. I'm gonna need you to get some of these guys in, in, in uh, Frank Clark. They have the flexibility to keep doing that, and we could, and they were able to keep a Tyreek for a couple of more years. Yep. You keep Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Well, so he was willing to because he's like, okay, he owns Kansas City now. Now you start to see him do more things publicly. Yep. So he's straight in that aspect. Yes. But you can't ask a guy, Skip. To, to, to play the contract completely out and then ask him to give you a discount, he'll give you a discount if you come to him early. He ain't giving you no discount. Mm-mm. I got you. You got your hands full with Diggs and CD mm-hmm. and that big whopper. You got a whopper coming down. You got a whale. And, and he didn't even play quarterback. You got a whale coming down the line. That is true. There are a lot of decisions to be made between now and the start of next season, yeah. guys. But you know what? 
The Chief Super Bowl parade is today, and I'm already ready yeah. for the next season to start. You gotta fight. <laughs> Why don't you? You should, <laughs> you should fly out there. I mean, you know, me and Pat, me, me, me yeah. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. chat a little bit. You yeah. know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Let's move on to the association. <laughs> You're gonna have a field day with this next topic. I just know it. Shaq admitting, yeah, he's jealous over one thing concerning LeBron James. Yep. Oh, We're going to tell you all about it coming up mm. next. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal admitting, yep, he's jealous of LeBron becoming the all-time scoring champ. Shaq said, quote, it was a professional jealousy moment. If it was me, I would have been arrogant for 19 seconds. I know he's a humble kid. I know he's going to give the answer. I don't want to be involved in the debate of who's the greatest. I'm jealous of having the conversation. It is nice to be who's the greatest, him or me. Everybody would love to be in that position. Isn't that true? Sign me up. Shaq, <laughs> all right. What do you make, Shannon, of Shaq's comments? Shaq had an honest moment. Shaq knows damn well he's supposed to be in the conversation. As one, as the greatest, as one of the two or three greatest players ever, not just most dominant, the greatest ever. You're never going to see a man Shaq Shaquille O'Neal size be able to move with the athleticism that he possessed. Mm. Shaq should have averaged 30 points a game for like six, seven, eight years. He should have been Wilt Chamberlain, even though Wilt might have played against inferior talent. Shaq had that ability. Mm. He didn't, he didn't take it serious enough in the offseason with his training, with his nutrition, nope. and, he didn't, and he didn't come back in shape like he was supposed to. Had he taken it serious like LeBron, had he taken it serious like Kobe, had he taken it serious like Jordan, yep. ain't no way in hell we can have a discussion that excludes Shaquille O'Neal as one of the top three players in the NBA, mm -hmm. not just most dominant. And when we go to dominant, yes, he's there. Shaq made him allow, he allowed his own defense mm -hmm. because he was just too unstoppable for one person. So now they let you pack the paint with multiple players. But before then, nobody could see Shaq one-on-one. -on -one. Had Shaq come and camp in shape, ready to hoop, Skip, why couldn't he be? Shaq got one MVP in the regular season. That's a travesty. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say for the sake of argument, Steve Nash stole one of them. For Shaquille O'Neal to no, be no, that's not even arguable. He just did. He, yeah. For Shaquille to be seven foot one, yep. three hundred and thirty-five pounds, mm. and can move and as agile as he was, to have one stinking MVP or two stinking MVPs, he should have had five. Yeah, he should have had five MVPs. He should have had five, six, seven Finals MVPs. Yep. That's how big. That's how dominant he was. And I'm glad Shaq had a cathartic moment. He, I'm glad he sat back and said, "Damn." I should be in the discussion. Is it LeBron? Is it, is it uh, Jordan? Is it Kareem? But I'm never in that discussion. Mm. I'm glad Shaq said that about himself because he knows. People don't realize how strong. Shaq can bench over 400 pounds. Hell, he can be in the gym now benching 315 10 times. Skip, he was as gifted as a big man <sighs> as you've seen or you will ever see. Mm-hmm. But Shaq didn't take basketball serious enough. And I get it. He's going to say, well, I, well, I did something right. But Shaq, that's not the issue, what you did right. Mm -hmm. You know because you said it yourself, the fact that they're having a conversation and you're not in it. Yeah. It hurt my heart to read these comments because they were from his heart. Yes. And it really stung him. 
it was a legit moment of sitting back and self-reflecting that that could have been me. Yes. Well, it could have been. It could have been. It should have been. It, it was for a while because I was there for a lot of those games. I saw, like you said the other night, you were up close and personal in the front row, and you saw some things, mm -hmm. and, and you saw Shea Gill just, and you say, whoa, God, that, <laughs> you see it in motion, yeah. and you say, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. just different, right. right? Shaq revolutionized this game because it became unrefereeable. They just didn't know what to do with him. He was too big, too powerful, too agile, too skilled. He had extreme hand-eye skill with yeah. either hand. He had beautifully coached and taught footwork where, where he had all the moves down. You need to sustain. But I, I just checked this. So for, there, there was an 11-season run all the way up through, through their, three peat, their first three-peat where he went 11 season and averaged almost 30 a game. So, so he did that for mm -hmm. a good long while. And he did in his MVP, he, he averaged right at 30. In he the was 29, 13, yeah, yeah almost yeah. 29, 14, and, and four with three blocks. With three blocks a game? Three blocks a game? Yes. So for the record, every time over the last, I don't know, decade, maybe 15 years that I've done an all-time top 10 list, I always put Shaq above Kareem because I just envision in my head if they did play some figurative one-on-one, -on -one, I can't even imagine right. what, what it would look like, but, but Shaq would just destroy him. He's, he's just too big and strong for Kareem. Right. And could Kareem shoot skyhooks over Shaq? Yeah. I, I assume so. But listen, Shaq could defend at the highest level when he felt like right. it, when he was in shape to do so. And once they three-peated the first time around, he started to let himself go, and he started to gain a little too much weight. What he did in those, what he did in the NBA Finals, that's how he should have been playing the regular season. I agree. When he was averaging 36 and 15. He was. Skip, that's the thing you said. Yeah. Well, 11th season, he averaged 30. Well, hell, he should have been averaging 35. Agree. He should have been damn near 40. To totally agree. Nobody could stop Shaq. Anybody that's ever seen Shaq in person, you see how big he is. He's a huge human He's being. a ginormous man. He is. So just imagine on the basketball court. Yeah. He's 50, 50, 60 pounds, because Shaq probably is 365 now. 375. So at 335, you see these NBA players. You see how skinny they are. None of them was as, as athletic and agile. Shaq could get the ball, drop, drop step, and what you going to do? He dunking you in the basket, or you're fouling him. Those are your only two choices. You get dunked in the basket, or you foul him. Yep. Skip, okay, if you say, you said before Shaq, it was Wilt most dominant. Wilt won four MVPs. Mm -hmm. got, to the, got to the championship a lot. He just ran into the Celtics. That's what Shaq should have been doing. Mm -hmm. Shaq should have at least four MVPs. He should. Shaq should have gone to the NBA Finals at least six, seven times. I agree. <sighs> Yet, <sighs> the beauty of LeBron James is he figured out from the start it's all about nutrition and fitness. Yes. And Mike Macias and, and his, the group that he has around mm -hmm. him, that they showed him from the start, this, if, if you choose this path, it'll be a real long road because you can play this game for a long time and you're a huge human yourself. You're 6'9", 260. Right. But if you'll stay right there, 250, 260, which he has, and he's got the shoulders, got, got it all, you can do this at the highest level longer than anybody right. ever has because you're, you're getting a big head start on everybody else. So Shaq never saw it coming. So he could, 
He could play his way into shape right. and stay in shape through a year. But you know and I know what happens. You hit 30, then it starts to kick in. Your right. metabolism changes. Yeah. And all of a sudden, if you keep eating the way you've always been eating and you, you take a whole offseason off, literally off, you're not going to be able to run your way back right. in shape playing basketball. And then you start getting injured during the season. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Skip, you get injured during the season, yeah. How do you, and you still maintain the same eating habits. Because you got two lifetimes. You have a lifetime of discipline or a lifetime of regret. Yeah. Those are your only two lifetimes that you get. That's so right. which do you choose to live in? And now, Sha you don't think Shaq lays at night and thinks what could have been, what should have been? Yes, he's accomplished a lot. Shaq is probably worth five, six hundred million dollars. He is. But yep. Shaq wants what LeBron yeah. when they talk about that, Jordan, that when moment. they talk about LeBron. Yeah, he, he wanted to have the right to say, I'm the greatest ever. And he never had the right no. because he didn't last long enough. No. Or he didn't do what it took to yeah. become the greatest right. ever. Right. All those guys that wanted to become the greatest ever, Le Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, Magic, they did what it took to become that. They did. Sha Shaq didn't. No. And he accomplished a lot. But Shaq would tell you, and he kind of told you in what he said. He did. He left a lot. He should have scored more points. Now, he wasn't going to catch <laughs> Will with rebound. Hell, nobody going to ever get that record. But he should have scored more points than Will. He should have. Yeah, I don't know if it, it, when you're that big, if you could last 20 years at a high enough level to pass Kareem or. No, or no, 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 no. He's too big to pass Kareem. Because Kareem, Kareem, hell, Kareem probably weighed the same amount. He came in the league, he was probably within 10 pounds. 15 top skip yeah. are where he came in the league in 70, what, 69, yeah. and where he left in 88. Yeah. I guarantee you, Keith Kareem never got more within 10 or 15 pounds and over I'm when he not, came I'm in the league. I'm not going to dock Shaq for his free throw shooting. He wound no, up 53% no, no. for his no. career. His hands are so huge. It's just hard to cradle the right. basketball correctly and spin it. Yeah, it, it's, it's like me trying to shoot a golf ball. Yeah. It, you're right. His no. <laughs> like a catcher's bit. No. So to, to put it on the fingertips yeah. and to get the. So allow me to say, I was there front and center. I think it was the 2001 Western Conference Finals. This is David Robinson and Tim Duncan. These are two of the all-time greatest. Trust me, I was right there. He toyed with both of them. He ragdolled them. He just <laughs> threw them up against the wall like, yeah. get out of my way. Yeah. They could not deal with him. And it was a wipeout. Yes. He should have won MVPs when he was in Orlando. Yep, he he had Penny. He People don't realize, you realize, I, I realize how good Penny Hardaway was. He should have won MVPs when he had Penny. He did. Yeah, I, I, Penny was was right there with Kobe. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right. I'm glad we at least get to watch him on television now, though, guys. He is such <laughs> a gem calling yeah. those NBA games. Good point. All right, let's talk a little golf, guys. You think we'll ever see Tiger Woods back in the winner's circle? Ooh. Skip and Shannon jump into that one when Undisputed returns. his return to competitive golf at the Genesis Invitational this week. It's going to be the first event for Tiger since the Open Championship last July. Yesterday, Tiger talked about how competitive he feels his game is. Take a listen. I would not have put myself out here if I didn't think I could beat these guys and, and win the event. Um, that's my mentality. And if I wasn't ready to win at this level, I know I am very rusty. Um, but I've come off rusty situations before and I've done well. There will come a point in time when my body will not allow me to do that anymore. And it's probably sooner than later. Um, 
But wrapping my head around that 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 transition and being an ambassador role and just playing and just trying to be out here with the guys, no, that's not in my DNA. I'm playing in the event. I'm I'm going to try and beat you. Um, I'm there to get a W. That's the Tiger we know and love. Shannon, can you see him winning again? I'm sorry, Skip. I just don't. It's just hard for him to walk four days and to be competitive. Um, most of the stuff, I mean, Skip, he hadn't played since he missed a cut uh, at the Open. I mean, he tried to uh, uh, play go play in one tournament, his own event. He pulled out of that. He played in a couple of uh, played in one event with his son, but he, dro- he ro- rode in the car for, for two, three days. They did. So he's, he said his ankles still bothered him. He still had plantar fasciitis. And- I, I think his ankles just a flat out wreck. Yes. He's lucky he didn't lose his foot or his leg. Uh, how about yeah. his life? Yeah. Did you see well, the car he went? Yeah, where it was he, unbelievable. It careened in yeah, the you're ditch. Right. You're right. The, the leg would have been the least of his problem. Yeah. Skip, I just don't. How do you how do you compete? If you're in pain walking, and that's what it is. I mean, you could tell the first day he might be fine, but then the next day, Skip, it's a noticeable, noticeable limp, and it gets worse and worse. You know why? Because you can't put the time in to walk during the week because it's too painful. Yeah. So now you get out there on the golf, you get out there on the course, and the first day you feel good. But guess what's going to happen? That DOM, delayed onset muscle soreness. Mm-hmm. And it starts to hurt. And you start to get a noticeable limp and a noticeable limp. So, Skip, I know he's well. And the competitiveness is always going to be there. That's never going to leave. But I just don't see it. I just don't see it. And people say, well, Sheldon, you said that about the Masters. Yeah, but he didn't wreck his lower body. No. He didn't almost lose his life. And he damn sure didn't almost lose a leg before he won the Masters. So that's what he's up against. And that was, what, four years ago? It was, 2019. So now here we are four years later yep. and a major, major, major surgery on his left, on his right leg since. I just don't skip. I'm sorry. I wish I, I wanted to win another major. Just one, hell, I wouldn't win another tournament. Shannon Sharp, when I just watched that soundbite, I also saw it last night, it gave me chills because this man, what he's made of, the backbone that he has, the guts that he has, the, the absolute cold-blooded assassin that he was at his greatest on the golf course, it's the closest thing to Jordan I've ever seen. It's, it's even a little beyond Kobe, close to Jordan. This man is as special as it gets when it comes to competing. I'm sorry, competing. And this man, I, I believe he just showed up to win the LA Open for the first time in his life. And you can scoff and you can laugh and you're, you're almost certainly right because you're, re, you're being realistic about it. Yes. But you realize this is where it started for him. He was 16 years of age. And yeah. He walked out there on that first tee at Riviera and I've walked that course a thousand times. It's way elevated and you have to go way down the hill. Yeah. The first, and then you, on 18, you have to wake, walk way up. I, I don't They're going to have to give him help to get him up the stairs right. to the clubhouse. Yeah, he might have to take as, one of his clubs and use it as a cane. It's as steep as it gets. But my point is, he showed up at 16 and said, hello, world. Obviously, in 97 at the Masters, when he really said, hello, yes, world. Yes, But he has now played the L.A. Open 14 times in his career without winning his home tournament. And it was two years ago at this tournament that he ran off the road, as you know, yeah. the, the, it was the day after, and, right. and nearly killed him. Probably should have killed himself, right. but he lived to tell. Right. And he lived to play. I don't think there's anything wrong with his golf game. There's nothing wrong with his swing speed or his touch or his 
his putting acumen or all those things, I, I think they're all high, right. like special, right. special. But the problem is they require you to walk the golf course. Yes. So by round three and four, will it start to ache and bother him? It probably will. But the golf course is very flat except for the walk up to the right. clubhouse and down there. What was the, uh, uh, the, the golfer that almost left? Was it Hogan that almost lost his life? He, he, it was a terrible car wreck. He and his wife were in in the fog. Yeah. They, they got run into Greyhound. by a Greyhound bus, yeah. and both of his legs were crippled. I once interviewed him about what he – he came back and won the U.S. Open when they used to have to play 36 it's holes on Sunday. Right. And it was at Marion in Philadelphia. He was in his 30s. Yep, he was. No, I know. This is late 40s. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But, but this guy is, it, it is as rare as you get. Oh, no, there's no question okay. about it. I just – I was listening to him speak. He showed up because he thinks he can compete with any of the kids out there right now. He's going to play with Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy, and I will not at all be surprised if he doesn't beat them head-to-head. Skip, you know what? Had he not had this injury, I would give him an 80% chance of winning another tournament. Hell, maybe even winning a major. But you have to walk the course, and you have to walk the course for four days, and you have to be mentally sharp. And the one thing that that a a lot of times affects mental focus is pain. Yeah, it does. No, I, I got it. But I still believe they're all they're afraid of him, of the big cat. No, no, not anymore. He's the big cat. Not anymore. I, I don't know. Not anymore. Boy, they, they know his distance is is about the same. He can compete with them. No, they, they – but, but they watched him, as you said, four years ago. He just showed up at the Masters. He didn't even play yeah. another tournament. That's impossible. Right. Golf is a game you have to just play. I, I know the, the, the longer I play it, the better I get. He just shows up and says – Two things I'm going to win this. Skip, two things happened, and it yep. happened in 2009. Yep. When Y.E. Yang chased him down at the PGA, yeah. yep. and that Thursday night, somebody hit a golf club through his window. <sighs> That's when his aura, uh, his aura of invincibility, I know, I know. I, it went away. I got it. But the, the Tiger who dominated the sport yeah. was unlikable to me. Yeah. And now he's, he's, he's like, like a he's George humble. Foreman. You know, he's done the career swing. They, they, they like to build you yeah. up to see you broken uh, down. Know, and then but but once he was broken down, he started building himself back up. And now he smiles a lot. He's very lovable to Skip. me. He's very rootable. Tell me how accurate I am. Mm-hmm. When Muhammad Ali had the gift of gab, nobody liked him. It was because it became when he couldn't speak that, that everybody correct. loved him. That is a fact. When Tiger Woods could no longer dominate the game like he once could yep. because it, it, he had to become humble. Mm-hmm. He could no longer give the world his butt to kiss. Mm. So now he became humble because he became fallible. Yeah, well, he, he was. <laughs> you see how that? Well, no, I got it. I got it. But I, I'm not counting that guy out. Are you going to see it? You going to? I, I might go out. On, I'm thinking about going out on Saturday. No. No? No. No. Golf's hard to spectate in, in, when you're I in the know. gallery because you don't get any breaks. You, you know, got, you, you, you got to keep walking. Yeah, I know. Well, unless you, you, <laughs> well, unless you, you stand, unless you, yeah, unless most times, I mean, you got a guy like Tiger, they're going to walk one and walk with him. So when he leaves, they follow him. Do they? <laughs> so, it's almost yeah. hard to see. Yeah. Well, you guys will get your first glimpse tomorrow. That's when the Genesis Invitational begins, then all the way through the weekend. Guys, let's discuss Bronny James when we come back. What path do you think he's going to take to the NBA? Yeah. Skip and Shannon weigh in in just a moment. Congratulations to Bronny James. He's been named to the USA Basketball roster for the Nike Hoop Summit. Now, Bronny is the only player on the roster who has yet to announce his post-high school plans. So, 
Shannon, what path do you think Bronny should take to the NBA? Uh, the path that's best suited for Bronny. But let me tell you what Bronny has. He has somebody that's a lot better suited to help him with this opportunity than Shannon Sharp, mm. and that's his father. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, LeBron will offer some insight, but he said this very, he's been very clear about this. This is Bronny's decision. I'll give him some advice if he asks me. But at the end of the day, Bronny has to do what's best for Bronny. And so uh, G League College, um, he just has to do what's in the best interest of him. If you think he's ready to go straight to the G League, go play against grown men, have at it. Mm-hmm. But probably more, probably more likely, he'd probably go a year of college. I'm thinking, oh, is, he gonna, is he willing to go way back east, uh, Ohio? Mid, I guess that's the east, Midwest, whatever you want to call it. Does he really want to go back to Ohio State? Well, or it's LeBron's favorite school. school yeah. Or yeah. is he going to Oregon or is he going to stay here at USC? Yep. Does he stay close to home? Um, that's the decision. And I think that's what that's what Bronny should do. Because LeBron did what was best for LeBron. LeBron says, I'm going to the NBA. Okay. LeBron, Bronny Jr., LeBron James Jr., should say, you know what, Dad? This is, I think, the best path for me, and this is what I'm going to do. And I have no question that his dad would say, okay, son, you're right. So this pretty soon is going to become the biggest story in sports. Yes. That, that LeBron's son will play with LeBron. And I believe LeBron will do everything in his power to make that happen. Where If he has to leave L.A., if he has to go somewhere else, but they will play together. And it feels like his son, maturity-wise, is, is capable of, like, living up to that and being right. able to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Because that's, boy, you want to talk about a tall order. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. And so how do, you, how do you best speed his basketball maturity? Is it G League? Well, that on the court it is, but, you, but you're kind of toiling in the shadows because right. most people, I, they, they probably publicize those G League right. games yeah. on yeah. TV. Yes. But I don't ever watch G League. I, I don't, don't know make, about you. I don't know. Okay? So if, if you want to go on big stages, you, you should stay here and play at USC because then LeBron can obviously be handy right. to go to your right. games, right. or many of them mm-hmm. anyway. And once you get to March Madness, and they would probably have a very good team if, if Bronny chose right. to go there, well, now you're on the biggest stage. It, it's, it's almost like an NBA Finals-type stage where, where you, would, you would really get to test your skills at the highest level with the world watching you in right. college basketball. One and done, obviously, but that might help prepare you for the big stage that you're about to get. Yeah, Skip, I, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when King Griffey played with his dad. Yep. Um, the Mariners, they did a Masada, uh, what well, the team did, his dad a solid, and they released yep. him, and the Mariners signed him. Because mm-hmm. um, Griffith, if I'm not mistaken, was the number one overall draft pick in, what, 87? Not sure which year, but he was number one. Uh, yeah. And, and he was ready to play in the big leagues. Yeah, like, yeah, so it, 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 it didn't take no. him long. Um, but, Skip, it's a, it's, it's a rarity. I mean, because I think they're, I mean, I, I don't know, did, did uh, what's the guy that, Gordy Howe, did he play with his sons? Yeah. He did. Skip, it doesn't happen. No, it just doesn't happen. That means, first of all, you got to have kids very, you gotta no, have kids very early on. But, but it's LeBron's dream to play yes. with his son, and I, I, I want to see it. I, I want to see it yeah. also. So I, I still believe that's two years away. Yeah. I believe it's two years away. So LeBron, Do yeah, yeah. I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't think LeBron is a winning. Do you think he's a winning done? No. I can't tell yet because I can't tell from Sierra Canyon how good he is. But he's going to the Nike Summit. Right. But he's the only unsigned player. That, right, the, the only the one that hadn't declared yeah. a college yeah. yet. Yeah. Here we go. I just wish him the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't envy that position he's in. Would love <laughs> who to your see daddy? LeBron and his son play together. <laughs> we'll see if that happens. Guys, two guys we know who are playing together. Kyrie and Luca. are they finally going to get a victory together tonight? Let's predict. Mm-hmm. Up next.
Worthy of eyeballs. They're still looking for their first win as teammates. They're facing Jokic and the Nuggets in Denver tonight. That line has dropped down now to four and a half points. Of course, the Nuggets favored. Shannon, will Kyrie and Luca get their first win together tonight? Nah. Nah. I'm good. I'll go with Yoke. The oh, MVP yeah. front runner. Really? Oh, yeah. I thought that was Joel Embiid. No, don't do that, Skip. Uh-huh. He's not it. Yoke uh-huh. is it. Really? Jamal Murray's been playing out of his mind as of late. Nikola Jokic is doing what he does. I'm going to say the Mavericks lose a very close ball game. They do not get their win. I'm going with Denver because I am not sold on the Dallas backcourt. And I especially want to see if tonight in the fourth quarter, if Luka pouts or he shoots because he's been pouting and letting Kyrie shoot. See? We got a good thing going. That'll be like you trying to interrupt me when I'm going on. I'm going on one of my runs. You yeah. know, I got one of them runs going, and you just interrupt just to interrupt. Let me go. Let Kyrie do what he's I'm, I'm watching my watch because you, you speak five times more than what, I do. Whatever. Let Kyrie. See, the show's over now, and you're speaking us all the way. Kyrie had 26. Never. You want to That's my job. Guys, great show today. We're out of time indeed. We'll be back tomorrow.